You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What do I start with? Welcome? Was well, that a clap? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you're really thrown up. Welcome. Welcome to Axe to Grind, Jesus. the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. Patrick. And joining and our us guest today. today. <laughs> oh, that was, see, I was gonna see. I was ready for it, but then you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Isaac's prepared. Patrick's not. Okay. I thought you were going to hit me with some fucking, uh, and Cuter? today is. Yeah, well, I should have, but I never know. L- listen, just uh, say your name for the people. Uh, my name's Isaac. Hello, What's up, everyone. Isaac? Okay. Old friend. Yo, repeat guest. We, we've had a few, but it's very nice to have you back on, buddy. Three years. Thank you guys for having me. That's crazy. Whoa. Three years that ago. Crazy. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, Isaac, what, what did we miss? Anything um, happened with you guys in the last three years? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, the last year's been crazy, let me tell you. So. <laughs> How crazy was it? Yeah. Hold on. Let, I want to get into all that with Isaac. Let's, let, let's do a couple ad reads before that. Oh, strong transition. We are going to talk about our friends' closed casket activities. And guys, do you know what we have today? What do we I got? got- we have a brand new record coming out, announcements coming. Um, the announcement's coming out today, but those of you who are listening to this, let's say before, I don't know, noon, 10 o'clock, I don't know, Eastern time, uh, we're getting to do the pre-announcement, which is cool as hell. Uh, Closed Casket Activities is releasing a new full length by our homies and yours, Regional Justice Center. The LP is called Crime and Punishment. Uh I believe starting today, 
two singles are going to stream off the record. The song's Absence and the song Inhuman Joy. Uh, album's getting announced and pre-orders are going up today. But yo, Pat, what do we got? Do we got you got that master in your hands? I got that master. I'm let's just throw him up. It. Let's pl- let's play it right now. Let's go. You sure? Is it all right? It's all right. Done. We know a guy. Big music episode. We're we're debuting tracks all over. We should just stop. We should do like midstream stops where it's like, oh, yo, let's play a song by this band. Boom. Maybe we'll do that next episode. Um, it's a good idea. Like when you play music during the show. Yeah. And then yeah. like you talk about the music. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Idea. I don't know where you can come up with that. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, so, man. 
it just strikes you out of nowhere. Yeah. Regional Justice Center, Crime and Punishment record comes out March 5th. You can go pre-order it now. Closecastgetactivities.com. Tom, who are you going to let? You're going to let them know who sent you. Extra grind. Boom, boom. Patrick, we are going to talk about some of our old friends, and that label is... That's Death Wish Inc. of formerly Salem, now Beverly? Beverly. Beverly. It's been Beverly for so long. Like, yeah, I know, I know. I like so to long. I like to appear real OG though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the rev tape with the with the Connecticut. Uh, yeah, the New yeah. Haven uh, address. Got it, Tom. I think you had a pick for us, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so, um, Deathwish is an exclusive uh, distributor of, of Safe Inside Records, um, and Safe Inside is putting out this record um, by a band called Spirit World. The mm-hmm. record's called Pagan Rhythms. Yes. Um, they're Good out name. of Las Vegas, dude. Uh, Max Vick sent this to me and I was fucking blown away. And this was a, I think this is a perfect, I was actually going to bring this up during the episode. Mm. This is a perfect like case study in like, all right. So I went into Max sends this to me. I assume it's coming from Max, probably like death metal. Okay. Right. You know, so he sent it to me and I'm listening to this and I was like, I don't know anything about the folks in this band. This literally could go either way. If this is a bunch of dudes and like one of them's wearing a fucking chain of strength shirt, this is probably a hardcore band. But if this is like a bunch of Hessians from the desert, completely different band. Mm. And this What's band, it's super, it's kind of, they're called Spirit World, one word, Pagan Rhythms. It's kind of like death medley with Dwid singing. Oh. Yeah, yo, it's it's very dynamic. Um, Good I mosh. Actually, yes, totally agree. Really interesting. Kind of has a few different elements to it. I didn't know that this was coming out. Um, I haven't been paying attention, but but very cool. Psyched on that matchup. Safe yeah, inside record. Yep, distributed through Deathwish Inc. Uh, Tom, we're going to go to deathwishinc.com. You're going to let them know that what podcast sent you? The only hardcore podcast, Extra Grind. Boom, boom. Uh, big thank you to our other two sponsors, Run for Cover Records, To Live a Lie. Please go support them as well. Let them know Extra Grind sent you. Here we go. Yo, what's popping, guys? I- Isaac, again, thank you for joining us. Um, let's see. You told us you got a special present for for Christmas. Uh, I hope you're feeling better. Everything's good. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm actually all good. I'm. Uh, I was one of the the lucky ones. Yeah, you know, so to say. So uh, I mean, it's fake though. So right, so you're good, right? It's I mean. Judging by what what the that's the thing that sucks is that judging by what I felt it it is fake, <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely not. It's real, and uh, I had it. So whole well, fam got it. So oh wow, we're glad. Oh wow. Well, we're glad you're okay. Glad your your fam's all safe. Everybody's good. Everyone is good. Everyone's all, right, all cool. safe. Patrick, Patrick, you there? I'm here. I'm here. Yes. You got, you got any poop stories for this week, or we we poop free? No zero on the poop. Uh, I am watching my shoes a great deal when I walk into the house, though, because I'm very in the zone when I'm walking. And it mm. occurred to me that I I probably do. So uh, people in L.A. are uh, absolute animals with the letting their dog shit on the sidewalk. Nobody respects the, si- the sidewalk at all. <laughs> so, it doesn't yeah. happen in New York. <laughs> it, well, nobody walks here. Right. So like it, it, the sanctity like of the street is not the same. It's total, yeah. Total disregard. So uh, there's more doo doo 
than uh, th- than you would hope. And uh, I have to be I have to be watchful. But uh, no, I don't think I have any uh, any good stories going on. I saw some parrots the other day, and uh, they made you so I, happy. This might seem this I might saw seem the Instagram weird. story. Yeah, we, we don't regurgitate your Instagram stories here. Let's oh, just do an ad. Instagram stories. Follow at self defense fam at self defense, <laughs> uh, and watch his stories. They're so good. When you watch Tom, when I watch them, I'm watching. I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, oh, this is like now. I'm like, yo, is this dude so bored? Should I just call him? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, like do like a kind of check in. You know, be like, oh, you know. Fill him in on the news since he definitely missed it because he's like trying to run around dog pies, you know, like <laughs> he missed an insurrection and probably missed the inauguration today because of duty. Slept through it's it. It's baby. You slept uh, actually, through it. No, I, I don't think I had slept through it, but I definitely was. <laughs> I must have. I definitely was not aware of it until it was over. So I, uh, yes, I did manage to, uh, 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 this is the second time in the, the past two weeks that I have uh, not been witness to history. So did you put that, did you put the second bedroom bedroom up on Craigslist yet or? Mm, yeah. No, the, the, w- Wilson Eric watched is, 2021. Yeah. He says he's coming back on Sunday and I told him that means that I'll lose the, the betting pool because I, I don't have him coming back until he visits with his family in 10 years. <laughs> it brings Eric Jr. in and is like, oh, yeah, still paying yeah. rent. Oh, wait, place? I've been paying rent on this place for the last decade. Um, uh, uh, yo, uh, Isaac, Tom, especially Pat as well. Have you, because of the state of the world address? Motherfucker. Yeah. Um, have you had any, like, maybe closer to home than you'd like, but they're not totally in your circle, but like, Basically, a business that's local to, to, to where I live, the Jersey Shore, um, you know, some fucking barbershop. This dude's spouting off the crazy juice, the crazy juice. As, as much as like at 3.30 this afternoon, tweet, uh, posted on his Instagram story, uh, the corporation of the United States has been dissolved. Biden is president of nothing. Military and FEMA have control until March 4th. Insurrection Act was signed. Thus, no president. You will learn this shortly. American flag emoji. Is that um, a certain uh, barbershop in Asbury Park? It is. Yo, fuck this motherfucker. Yo, I'll say it. Swagger and Blade. Blade. Fucking loser. Fucking loser. But yo, I wanted to ask, what, like... What should be done? This, this, like, have you had any of the three of you? Have you had the like complete nonsense shit come too close to your sphere, and you're just like, Ugh, like, it feels like someone shit their pants and they're sitting next to you, you know? Like morons I know online that are like yeah. super embarrassing, but yeah. like, you know, this is actually probably the best question. I mean, Isaac living in Louisville, Louisville's pretty progressive, but around him's probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what. uh that's that's the kind of crazy thing is that for being in the Midwest, which is, you know, what you kind of, you know, I'm sure a lot of people think Trump person yeah. when they think of the Midwest. Uh, Louisville is actually a, a pretty progressive city. Yeah, um, it's, it's, so it's, as, as, as a, a legendary band said, it's not in the city. It's around the outside. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, so to be honest, I never see that, you know, that shit hit too close to home for me. And if, and if people are that way, it really, it doesn't get kind of put 
you know, isn't put on social media like that. You know, most of, most of my friend group and what's around social media, um, you know, for the people that live in Louisville is, is almost all just like, thank God that this fucking, that this orange fuck is out of office. <laughs> like, thank Christ, you know, and, and not only that, but even, um, even, uh, all the movements that were occurring, you know, earlier this year because the, you know, the, the Breonna Taylor stuff all happened in Louisville. Yeah, so, yeah, right. um, you know, there was a, there was a huge movement in Louisville, a lot of protests going on. So if anything, um, you know, most of the stuff that I see is very much, you know, as happy as you can be that, uh, that Biden is, you know, finally here Fuck and yeah. Trump is out of office, you know? Yeah. I mean, we talked about that over the summer, like big shout outs to all the folks in Louisville. Yeah. You know, that were out there every night, man, just fucking pushing. And it's, it was, it was, it was awesome to see. Um, I don't have any, yeah, I don't, thankfully I don't have any fucking companies that are like, bro, they signed the act. Like what? Like that's like, if you can be like sour grapes and be like upset that your guy, whatever the fuck, like that's whatever. But to kind of be like, where are you making this stuff up from? Like, oh, it's so outrageous. And like, if like, this was like a stupid, if the, if you were saying this in, in like a psychiatric hospital, <laughs> they'd call you delusional. Like you'd have a diagnosis. Yeah. Like this is beyond the pale of just kind of being like, this is fucked up. They even even like the idiots that keep pushing the whole like. You know, they threw away ballots. Like that's at least somewhat based in reality. Mm. Not a real reality, but it's like it's feasible in a tangible world. You know, physically happen in the world, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. Some of the things that they're proposing, which can't. Um, Yeah, I think I've told you fellas the story. The one time that I uh, jokingly, in like a young person way, confirmed somebody's delusions, and it almost got me hurt. I. it, it, it you crazy crazy people who are experiencing delusions thank you you can't confirm these things for them it might seem like the easy recourse but it's bad man because and this is what the internet does the internet you can find somebody i've told you the sonic the hedgehog story right no, no. Tell us not something. Sounds awesome. Okay, so, so potentially a listener. Shout out to him. One of the nicest dudes that I see. So shout out to Sonic. Shout out to Tails. Shout out. To shout, out shout, shout out to, to Knuckles. Even we had beef a few years ago, but like it's cool. Shout, shout out to Sonic. Up. Shout out to Sonic movie before they fixed Sonic. Oh, shout yeah, out to exactly. Sonic, Sonic movie. Yeah, Give me the Snyder cut. So, uh, th- th- this friend he he's a heavy set dude and he got single after a long time of being in a relationship uh started uh he realized that he let himself go a little bit and said i gotta work on my body now he's a big guy to begin with so letting yourself go when you're a big guy it could come with a health risk you know what i mean so he starts uh working on himself and losing weight and all that and he was expressing to me he said you know i i can say this and you can't but i'm really I'm really uncomfortable with sort of the rhetoric online about weight, about this idea that it's, that it's, it's possible, possible to be healthy when you're really overweight. He said, that's, it's just like, I've experienced both shapes and I can tell you it's really, it's, there's a difference. And so he's telling me about this and he says, the internet makes it so you can find someone 
to confirm your worldview, no matter what, you can seek that person out. And even if it's just 35 people, those 35 people will tell you that there's nothing wrong with you and you're doing great. And he goes, for example, you know, when I was a kid, I thought I was Sonic the Hedgehog. And there's a little bit of a pause. And I say, (laughs) I, I say, how do you mean exactly? And he says, I thought I was Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I, in, in my mind, somehow, I, I, it, my mind resolved these two conflicting ideas that I am both uh, uh, that I was both like a six-year-old boy and Sonic the Hedgehog. And <laughs> so I would, I really, in my heart, I thought I was this fictional character, and. Uh, I told somebody at school, I told a friend and the next day I came in and the entire class made fun of me for believing that I was a, 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 a video game character who is fictional and it hurt really bad, but I have to thank them because looking back on it, my parents were getting a divorce and I was just fucked up as hell. But if I had gone online and found many people telling me, you are Sonic the Hedgehog, bro. The, the support then, yeah. group. Yeah. The Sonic then I might be in a worse place. And yeah, I think about the, this. Uh, Dr. Bit. Robotnik uh, cosplayers would have really pulled me in too hard. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, I think, I mean, that's also a child. But sure. there are like, but, adults with delusions that are like, you know what I mean? Who didn't think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm fucking Ricky Henderson, whatever the fuck, like some baseball player, whatever. But I think like there's folks that are older that like, I mean, but I think I don't think it's a, a like a psychiatric delusion. I think no, they're I, just I, like in like this weird loop. Uh, yes, I agree with you. I think yeah. basically th- you start out with your biases, and and, and it makes you credulous towards uh, certain ideas. You, you're just too open to them. Your mind's too open to, to potentially a very bad idea because of the biases that you walk in with. And then when you have that constantly reaffirmed, yeah, then, uh, eventually it feels like confirmation because even though all you're really getting is the opinion of other wing nuts, if you see enough of it, you go, ah, yes, we're the people that know like cultists talk about this, not to disrespect some of our listeners, but if you talk to some of the ISKCON, uh, uh, folks, they'll, for anybody that doesn't remember that, uh, Harry Krishna's shit, uh, it, it, there was some, some nefarious shit at some of these temples. Yes. And, and in the moment, you had true believers. You had people that uh, yeah, souls. It, everything was reconfirming, you know, mm. and it becomes you against the world in some ways. And like, hey, we're the people that know and the other people don't know. They're ignorant. But 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 so, uh, yes, Tom, I agree with you. It's it, it's it's a feedback loop of, of uh, it, it, to me, the ugliest part of it is it's a feedback loop of believing that you're morally superior to people, which is the disease that everybody seems to have right now. So, uh, it, but in this case, it's I'm morally superior because I'm defending the the Constitution, or I'm uh, f- I'm helping Trump find uh, the the pedophile caves underneath Las Vegas, and all these like crazy crazy ideas. It's all rooted in this need to feel better than people, which is like if you can root that out in your own life. This is me now doing my ray of today. If you can root that out in your own life, you're going to be you need to experience that ego death of feeling like you're better than people and and uh, and just leave it behind. But, right. Who, I mean, you want to be part of the exclusive the exclusive club that knows better than the next yes. person. That's yeah. huge. And I think, you know, 
I mean, some of these things, I'm like, how are you saying this out loud? Yeah, oh, right. Like, I'm like, this has to be made up. Like, someone is, like, doing stuff, like, under the guise, like, hey, isn't this crazy? I'm part of Q. Here's my joke. <sighs> yeah. And it's re- like, they're like, there was one I read that they were like, um, you know, all right. So they're going to, you know, start the inauguration at noon. Uh, Space Force is already planned. They're going to knock out the satellites. So yes. all the TV shows are down. Then like, they're going to come in. They're going to arrest every, you know, Pelosi. Mass arrests. Mass arrests. And I'm like, oh, my. Like, I couldn't make this up and tell this to, like, a nine-year-old for, like, a sci-fi story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, like, the fucking, this is the worst fucking can of reason we've ever seen. Yo, I mean, 100%. I saw those same things and had the exact same response of like what the fuck planet is this coming from? Like, this, is this a joke, or do you really like? Is this you really kind of putting well, forth your beliefs? This is the moment well, for everyone. I, I want to tell a quick story. Had a friend whose family got deeply involved in Patrick. You definitely know this, Tom. You might know Isaac. You might know. Uh, it was a religion that believed the end of the world was coming. It was like 2012, 2013, whatever that was, and was full in like quit his full-time job that he had had for a decade in 2011. Uh, you know, really, really tossed everything to the wind, got rid of all his possessions, didn't care, spent all his money, racked up crazy debt because it didn't matter. Spent his time proselytizing and giving out pamphlets, you know, all around the area. And at first, you know, for the first, like, and, and this is the moment I want people to know if, if you know someone or if you've, fallen prey to this for some goddamn reason for the first like year for like eight nine ten months we're like all laughing everybody thinks it's funny and it's like part of it's like oh man what the fuck are you on like all right and and then you start to see him going then you hit that point where like yo what's the day after gonna be like for this dude right he wakes up december 22nd it was like motherfucker i didn't buy right and that that was there was a turn about six weeks before where it, it, the the butt of the joke stopped, people stopped because there was fear that something bad was going to happen, and this person would would react poorly, or someone very close to them would react poorly, and things would go bad. You know, fast forward, everything was okay, but but the person admitted great shame and embarrassment, and was in a low spot, and thankfully people didn't take that opportunity to kick the dude while he was down. Uh, but but that's kind of where I want people to just kind of put your mind there and realize that there's been some people who who got real confused. And I'm not saying on some like – I think there's a lot of people out there with some never forgive or forget. Yo, I'm all for never forget. And I get the sentiment of never forgive. But but also I'm I'm not someone who doesn't think people are beyond redemption. You know, and, and, you know, this dude was a great person, still a great person now, really got caught up in something that he shouldn't have. And it was like a cautionary tale. Uh, if anybody cares to, there's a Wikipedia entry for list of dates predicted for apocalyptic events. Yeah. Is the big fan of the entry. Yes. And uh, if you'd like to see just how mainstream some of these voices uh, for people, uh, if you're if you're under 30, this is probably not too relevant a name, depending on what part of the country you grew up in. But Pat Robertson, e- even who is like considered still like a very mainstream figure, sure, uh, suggested yeah. 2007 would be the end of the world. 2007, 
Yep. Yep. Random. I feel like there was a 2007 and then it pushed up to, there was one that pushed back a couple of times. I mean, it always, yeah. you know, they that, always push back. Then you have to like factor in the leap, leap year. It's like a whole fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, it's the so, mind so, calendar. You know. Bob, it, it, I, I don't know which group you're referring to, but church of God preparing for the kingdom of God is the one uh, that uh, it kind of got a lot of steam around. Two th- so he declared 2011. And then when it didn't happen, he said, Oh my bad, 2012. Yeah. And, uh, that guy, uh, as many as I think seven thousand people, uh, pretty much sold their shit. Yep. Uh, this guy was a uh, he's a convicted tax evader, but I respect that part. Um, it, uh, yeah, he he, uh, he he's predicted it a few times. Yeah, oh, two thousand nineteen as well. So this I was think- a fellow who had a family. Uh, you know, I, I, it's a couple siblings. Mom, dad sold the house. All of them were living in, you know, something else, and like everything was gone, and debt was through the roof. Jesus, they had to recover. What were you going to say, Isaac? Oh, I was saying that the the one that I'm most uh, familiar with is that dude Harold Camping of that yep. uh, family radio thing. Actually, yeah, yeah, the, that one is. There's, it might be because I watched a YouTube video on it one, once that's extremely entertaining, but uh, it is crazy. The, uh, not just the, the, you know, the looking forward to it, all the warnings and all the, you know, the crazy, cause this dude has a, you know, a fam, like a family radio, radio station where he talks to so many people, yep. but it, it was the, the, the backpedaling and the amount of times <laughs> that, he changed his story after and his logic for why he changed his story is just so fucking awesome. Like legitimately so incredible. And like, it's so great to hear a million, like the day after it's like, wait, I was wrong, you know, like, and here is why I was wrong. I have a whole thing. I have a whole spiel for why I was wrong. And it's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. So, so best of luck to everybody out there. Stay out of cults. Uh, group thinks bad. Um, but you know what's not bad, guys? Fucking hardcore, fucking music, fucking homies on a podcast. What do you guys got? I think we have a topic for today. We do. That kind of builds off of our conversation from last week. And we wanted mm. to bring in a younger expert on mm. the uh, subject. Young wisdom god. Yeah, we, uh, before we start, it's me, the expert. It is Isaac Hale of Knocked Loose and Inclination and Heartstopper. Yeah, you got it. it. Was that everything? You got it. I mean, for now. For, <laughs> you can announce. What, um, not to get too interviewee, but like, uh, what, what's going on with, well, Inclination's working on a record, correct? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, basically just being as busy as I can during all of this. It's been really, really tough because uh, I think even for um, my bands, uh, it might be my age. I'm the youngest one in my band, but I I think suffer the most like mentally without touring. It was sure. like my whole, you know, it was my whole thing. I was a, a huge fan of doing it. I would go on tours and then straight f- from that to a tour with another band and then just always busy. But, um, you know, luckily I've been able to fill this year with, uh, you know, getting into some new things and writing a bunch of material and, 
um, you know, making sure that all my projects stay productive. And, and, and this year, I think as, as everyone knows, I think 2020 was pretty much just like a disaster year of like, how much worse can it get? And then it happens and (laughs) it's just like descending into madness. But 2020, you know, 2021, I think is a year where we can step back and be like, okay, legitimately how fucked like are we really? Right, right. Yeah. You know? Right. So really it's like, yeah. yeah, no. Okay. Now that that's over, like how <laughs> actually fucked is everything? And we can actually get like kind of a timeline for, you know, when things might actually start get getting back together, you know, hopefully. Under speaking a, of. Uh, yeah. Hopefully under a presidency, you know, a presidency that's not Trump's, we can actually get a smooth rollout for the, you know, the vaccine and everything. There are two so. professional touring musicians in this room right now. Look at us. Patrick has already kind of given his inkling like when he thinks stuff's coming back. If you had to guess whether it's an educated guess or not, when when do you think stuff's coming back? Oh, next year. Um, But that's also – but that's also – that's also my kind of like I guess you could say negative outlook on things. But at at the same time, it was like talking to – I'm sure Patrick – knows how this feels too. Talking to booking agents and managers during all this shit is so funny because they're so confident that things are going to be back. And, <laughs> and it's like, it's the, all know, they have to hold on all to. They, it's all, and I know, no, for sure. And, and I totally agree. That's why I stopped arguing, you know, now, I, you know, but it was, you know, it was always like, Oh, it's the summer. It's the fall. It's right. the winter. It's right. next spring. It's that, you know, and I'm like, Nope, 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 Nope. You know, and I had to do that over and over again. So, it's funny because a bunch of people are are shooting for summer uh, this summer and right. you know this fall, but uh, you know at, at this point we we don't really know. You know, just with my educated guess, it's like I don't know. I there's also a, a question of kind of the moral quandary. You know, I I don't want the government to tell me it's okay to play shows when it's, I know it's not, <laughs> you know, like right. just because, just because there is uh, you know, me personally, I don't feel comfortable playing shows unless I feel like there's an actual improvement. I would hate for the big fucking comeback of hardcore live music, whatever yeah. to be like everyone looking around and being like, yo, should we like, really be doing this right. <laughs> you know like safe yeah yeah i don't you know i feel and i feel like there's going to be some of that regardless because some people are just going to be like holy fuck i'm i'm like so not used to doing this and this is crazy making me you know it's makes me feel anxious being around so many people but um you know me personally um you know i want to wait until i see actual improvement like legitimate improvement um you know something that's seems more long-term. Um, but you know, honestly, my, the only answer right now is who knows, you know, and yeah, has really. been who knows for like the past year. So, and where do you lie? Sorry, I'm, I'm pulling a full fucking Barbara Walters over here. Where do you sit on the, like, this is like a question that I think we've all discussed and like, we've been asked too from other bands. So where do you sit on? Like, if say, you know, for a fact, stuff's not coming back till 2022. Yeah. Um, you know, or whatever fall of 2021. Do you feel comfortable putting out material in the interim without being able to play it out? I think that you here, so here's the deal. I think that you I think that you have to. You know, I think that I cool. think that if it, if it's me personally, I I am going to be putting out material during um 
during COVID. And I know that it's inescapable. Um, but I think that the, the key to succeeding is not only making sure that you continue to push your record, you know, you know, via social media Mm -hmm. and whatever, but also, um, this is, you know, I, I hate to be negative on here, but this is going to sound very negative, but I, you know, this isn't what it's mean. We usually feel positive, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, this is going to kill off a lot of things. It's going to kill off a lot of bands. It's going yep. to make people be uninspired and it's going to change a lot of bands from full-time to part-time. And it's going to change a lot of bands from part-time to not existing at all. Yep. And so the key for, you know, the key for, you know, keeping, you know, keeping on and, and, stand on top of things is, yo, when things come back, like hit it hard because there's going to be more room you know, and like make yourself known, you know? So it's Mm. like, you know, there's, there's a lot of bands that were releasing their records and in a very inopportune time, you know, to release music. Um, but if those bands come back, you know, and they're fucking playing and actually touring and making sure their stuff is out there, I thoroughly believe that if you put real effort into playing shows and playing, your material that people are going to take notice no matter what, especially if you're a good ass band. So a bunch of bands that release their records during even the, you know, the beginning portion of, of, uh, you know, the COVID era that really kind of got screwed over as far as their records go, you know, if they come back and they're hitting it hard, like it's not going to matter because people are going to know the material, even if they go like, holy fuck, that record was good, wasn't it? Like they're going to know the material. And uh, if you actually put, you know, some real effort into making yourself known, um, there's going to be room for it because a lot of bands are going to, you know, die off because of this. Yeah, I think, I think, I think uh, that's, I love the way you said it. I share that same feeling. Um, In any time of, change there's opportunity and that's not to say it in some like fucking capitalist mentality way it's just to say like hey this time has given a lot of people different ideas of what they maybe want to be doing maybe that's more touring maybe it's less maybe it's none and um you're just gonna see it so that uh, well said isaac yeah Um, perfect i'm actually gonna amend my statement made on here because i had a booking agent sleeping on my couch for two days uh, wow, it's really that rough out there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you can't get a hotel. And, uh, what I thought was interesting, uh, just overhearing conversations, was uh, he was advising uh, fall might happen. This wasn't to me. Fall might happen. Uh, but uh, if you need it to happen, then do yourself the favor of going uh, uh, winter uh, uh, 2022. Yeah. If you need it to happen. If like a year from now, right now. Yes. Yeah. So if it, if it can, if it doesn't have to happen, if it's not a headline tour for your album or something of that nature, if it doesn't have to happen, then uh, for sure, book in November, hope for the best. It could happen. But, and it likely will-ish, you know, 50-50 shot, let's do it. But uh, winter would be your safer bet at this point. Yeah. That, that gray area of like, yeah, maybe it's okay. Like I don't like I personally don't fuck with it <laughs> at all. Like it, no. it, Isaac, it's Isaac, it, 
this is an interesting question, my friend, because what, what science do you currently follow? Who, who, who gives you your information on COVID currently? Do you get Patrick Kinlan? No, I get it. I get, no, that's, that's, no, and that's yeah. That's what that's who I'm following. That's that's actually the only person I follow on Instagram is John Joseph. Um, no, 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 no. Like I, the only place. This is actually interesting because I I know personally, especially from listening to the podcast, how much like especially at the beginning of this, you were a huge like. You were all like, yo, like if someone's trying to play a show, I'm not fucking mad, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, and still, and yeah, exactly. Still that way. And for me, the only thing that I check as far as COVID news is just like the cases in my area. That's all that I check, you know? Mm. Um, that's the only thing that I do. You know, I don't healthy, fucking, healthy I, don't, news. I don't check Twitter for COVID news. I don't check you know, well social advised. media for COVID news. And I know, I knew that that was a bad idea about, you know, one month into this, <laughs> you know, because I was like, yo, if there's anything, one thing I got to do like in 2020, 2021 is get off social media. Or yes. if I am on social media, view it to laugh at it, you know, and not yeah. view it to, for my fucking, for my info, because it's just like, so much of it is just like a, a cesspool of filth, you know, it's just like, and, and, and lies and slander. And especially for COVID it's like, you know, it's like, do I know, um, do I, you know, I don't, I don't believe some like terror, you know, mon- you know, like some fear mongering, you know, if someone's telling me like, Oh, we're all going to die and it's still going to be garbage all year. And next year it's like, do I believe that? No, I do believe that we're going to see improvements. Um, but me personally, it might just be because I'm kind of a germaphobe. If anything, it's like for me personally, it's like, especially for hardcore shows, just the idea that someone could be at risk. Um, just for some reason hits home to me. It hits close to home, you know, just cause sure. I just, and, and that's the only reason why, mm. because you know, I think that, from in my personal opinion, it's just like the idea of someone getting sick just because I know, you know, people myself who've had relatives who have passed away or, yep. you know, everyone has that just to me, it's if that can be at all avoided, um, you know, I want to avoid it. But at the same time, COVID's not going away. <laughs> like right. that's not right. – that's not a reality. It's just, it's a thing that exists now. So there's a lot of gray areas when it comes down to this, you know, this shit, but it's like, for me personally, I'm definitely of the, you know, of the group that's like, yeah, I don't want to do that first tour back. (laughs) You know, you don't want to be the first band. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be the first band. Um, which is funny because technically, you know, judging by my interests and how much I want to get back out there, that would be, me 100% but right. just because of the certain yeah in any other case it would be but like right now you know I'm pretty uh I'm pretty you know I I can wait until uh until I I know that things are you know until I see actual until I see cases actually go down consistently that is when I'll be happy basically <laughs> see uh, the, the reason that I asked and that was a uh, well-considered answer uh the reason that I asked is because you mentioned that you would likely have some trepidation regardless of what the government tells you. Oh yeah. And 
and I think that that's wise. And I think that, uh, that, but I was just curious not to put this on you, but I, I just think that it's interesting that we're going to see a lot of people who were totally, totally bought into everything that the government said during the pandemic will might reverse course when they feel like the threat is coming from the other side and they don't trust the government that's to that's with the ability to leave the house, which is going to be a really interesting flip to see like, like, Oh, so you didn't believe the government. You were just a pessimist. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, exactly. You know, so that'll be an interesting thing, but I, uh, I don't, I don't know what things are like in Louisville, but I'm going to say that, uh, uh, judging what I'm seeing in Los Angeles, I, I really don't see any chance that there's two worlds going on. I should say I, I was going to say, I don't see any chance that people don't come to shows immediately, uh, because every weekend there's multiple parties in my building and, oh, yeah. and, and just basically every young person is behaving as though there is not a pandemic going on. At least that's what I see in my neighborhood. Right. I, and, I mean, that's all I see here for the most part. I mean, okay. I've, I'd say that's pretty consistent around in, in the United States, <laughs> to be honest. Okay, but, but, yeah, but see that, the, the, what's interesting is that we've created two worlds. We've created this online world where people spend all day condemning other people for this, but then it doesn't seem to I- I influence anybody's behavior. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, because they're just, they're just doing it because they want to yell. They you just yeah. condemn people for not picking yeah. up after their dog poop. They they yeah. want it. They you know people on Twitter they want to yell at other people on Twitter, so that's why they do. That's that. a fact. Yeah. But it, it, I, I don't. I think that people will come out to shows almost immediately. Not everybody, obviously, but but I think that uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, just sort of throw caution in the wind. I, I'd like to have a good time. I agree. I think that sure. I also think that's going to happen. Yeah, whether or not that's responsible is a different conversation. That's totally different combo. Yeah, <laughs> but crazy right. to see like the big ass. Um, this is my last thing, and then we'll move. Sure. The big ass festivals announce like dates and like headliners and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm playing all of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how costly yeah. that is yeah. to like reschedule, but it's yeah, no, let me let me let me elaborate on my on my viewpoint here. Uh I'm playing a lot of shows this year. <laughs> but uh but uh am I playing them? I don't we'll, know. We'll see. You know, <laughs> yeah. T B D. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, that's a good question because it's you're like right. I don't know how costly that is. Like to be like, hey, we can't do this weekend of shows. For a hardcore band is one thing, but being like, "Yo, Metallica's got to move it six months." Like that seems like an like a gigantic lift. All those, yeah. all those that are being booked right now have clauses and are being contingent on X, Y, Z, contingent on local jurisdiction, contingent on, and we're reserving the right to reschedule to this date with X with a negotiated penalty or no penalty at all, and it's sort of this odd situation because the higher up the ladder you get, the more these venues are sort of over the barrel. They're just like held, like, what are they going to do? Say no. Then they go, cool, fine. We'll move down the street to the the other empty fucking Coliseum. No big deal. Right. Right. And there's the whole act of God kind of clause in like everything, which is like in every contract, but it's like so laughable that it almost never gets used because it has to be like a fucking tornado. Oh, this is the equivalent of a tornado. Right. Or or a pandemic. It's like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Everybody's hitting the bell at the same time. Right. You know? Like, who the fuck would have thought that would ever have been actually used? But it's in every – there's always a line about it, but it never really happens. Yeah. So, as we were saying, so last week, 
we had the entry point question and conversation. And some people misconstrued it. We weren't saying like these were like the be all end all, but we're like, we're trying to like, hey, here's a person that we're trying to talk to about a certain genre, subgenre of hardcore. What would you recommend as an easy jumping on point? Not the best jumping on point, not the first one that everyone should start at, but like where, you know, and entry one of the, yeah. yeah, like an entry point, but like not like a, you know, if everyone would be like, you got to start with fucking bad brains or minor threat for anything. Right. And we kind of discussed some of the intricacies of that and like the ideas of what what is a good entry point as opposed to like, yes, you could say the best of the genre is a good entry point to anything. But also the very best or your personal favorite might not be the easiest to move into from somewhere else. So anyways. So one of the things that came up that was super difficult and even people were kind of um crossed with us a little bit on on the internet was the use of the word metalcore and how you know it, it's changed it's always been and like it, that was the thing it's always been kind of like the scarlet letter even from the 90s but the, the like the actual definition and the and the the music that it's been used to describe has varied wildly over the years so we want to kind of get an idea that like something in 1997 that was like full on metalcore would sound like the promise ring in 2021. Yes. I have a, uh, I have a couple cause obviously you guys informed me of, uh, you know, I'm here for a reason. Well, pre pro I'm, I'm the metalcore informant. <laughs> uh, I had a couple questions like written out that I think kind of like dictate the conversation. I think that there's a couple different ways you could look at it. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's a very, very loaded word, you know, it's a very, very loaded word. And I think it means different things to different people, you know, mm. what is your, what is your take on it? And if you can give some context, like when you first started getting into stuff, cause from knowing you, we know you were in the metal before you got into hardcore at all, like you were into like Metallica metal, correct? Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so like what was your perception of what metalcore was when you were 15 and where you kind of see it now and all, all the in between? Uh, it's kind of hard to, um, it's kind of hard to talk about that because I wasn't really um, seeing genre as much when I was, when I found metalcore or metal mm. in general, because yeah. I was kind of viewing it as, as one big thing. I didn't really see what the difference between hate breed and cannibal corpse was. Um, sure. you know, I was kind of, it was kind of all in the same pot for me. So I was listening to a lot of different stuff at the same time. And it wasn't until a little bit later when I, I found out about, you know, you know, sub genres and whatever, but can, I mean, can I pause real quick? Can I pause real quick? Cause I, I know we're, I want you to really expand. Patrick and Tom, hearing that, yeah. is that that's almost like cool, right? It's fucking awesome, <laughs> right? Not here, not not subgenreing, not 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 dropping things into little compartments necessarily, especially at a young you age. Like. Especially, yeah, right. Especially at a young age, and it's sort of informative because yes, 
maybe that gets messy and, and Isaac, you can speak to this if you want. And like, people be like, you don't, you don't, there's, you don't see the difference between cannibal corpse and hatred. But in reality, those two artists share a lot more than they don't. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that, I think that now to be honest in, in 2021 in in the current age, I think people are a lot more aware and accepting of where people came from as far as finding out all this shit. Yep. You know, I think that now it's not, maybe at one point people have been like, you didn't know what that was. That's fucking weird. But like, I think now people are pretty accepting of it. You know, I, and like back in the day it was like, okay, in flames is on nuclear blast and agnostic fronts on nuclear blast. I was watching both music videos. I didn't right. exactly know what the difference was. You know, it's like, at, you know, I guess at that point I was like, one kind of seems more punk and the other is like more metal or whatever. But like, other than that, I was just listening to both bands. <laughs> you know, I just, I didn't, and I didn't really care. Um, and then, uh, you know, it wasn't until later, you know, where I, you know, I started, you know, you do your homework and and you find out. And it was a, that was a, a huge big deal was finding the history of everything. And, mm-hmm. and, but then once you get to metalcore versus hardcore, that's like a whole other conversation. Cause that's infinite. There's more, way more gray area there. You know, I think that uh, a big deal when talking about that, a question that I have written down is mm. what is metalcore versus quote unquote metallic hardcore. <laughs> yeah. You know? A million that's dollar a, question. That's a that's something I I wrote down because I was like, yo, is there a difference there? Because like it was like earlier I was I was watching a I was listening to fucking cold as life on youtube because that's the only place you can listen to yes. them right now yeah. Yo, actually, I, was, uh, I, think, I think some stuff oh no oh yeah oh right. yeah they're getting it's getting remastered oh, and reissued and it's going up um but uh yeah and some dude was on in the you know in the all famous you know youtube comment section oh, yeah. um <laughs> and, and literally some of the best comments so on cool YouTube so are fucking sick life videos they're so yeah. fucking good <laughs> And and this dude was saying something along the lines of like, you know, he was definitely using some terms that I would not use. Um, but uh, he was uh, he was like, yeah, like this is real metalcore. Like this is what they're that real shit, you know. And I was like, hmm, like who would refer to Cold as Life as metalcore versus Cold as Life as being a straight up hardcore band? Because I always viewed them as. Uh, you know, a hardcore band. Same thing with like, I think All Out War is a big one. You know, you get into that realm of like bands that you are, you know, you're you're just starting to get around because if 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 metalcore is metal influenced hardcore, then that's a lot of bands, huh? You know, yeah. like, a- do you want an attempt at that answer? What's the difference between metallic hardcore and metalcore? I think that it's the same thing. Okay. I mean, I in 2020, it's the same thing. It's the same 2010, thing. 2010, it might be the same thing. In the 90s, or like when I first started getting into stuff, the way, and I, I didn't have this distinction. I, I don't think, like, I looked, there was hardcore I liked that had metal in it, but even that, I wouldn't have called metallic hardcore per se. Da, da, da. But if somebody was asking me, like, okay, give me your best shot. When these things were more more used 
to describe things and if you had to create a differentiator. Metallic hardcore is hardcore song templates with some metal leanings. Right. Maybe that's like leads. What's that? Like Judge or Integrity, judge, right? Like, um, maybe even Unbroken. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure, sure. So I was going to bring up Unbroken. For they're that, they're yeah. a good one because they they there's bridging, but there's bridging with Judge. There's bridging with uh, with Integrity. Certainly, metalcore plays with the song template and the song structure breaks a little bit from hardcore, and you end up sometimes seeing longer songs. Um, the song flow is a little bit different. Quite often, more technical, more precise, more more thought out. You know, what I mean? like that's, that's yeah. Pretty, but like, it has more going on with hardcore components inserted or kind of put in there, and and it's not like it's like oh, this is metallic hardcore. Isn't it's you can't break it down by percentages, but when you look at those two things now. All those things are are so in the wash, yeah. Um, that it's it's just kind of a mishmash. Do you guys largely agree with that? Like, what do you see? Yeah, no, I think that's that's fair. I think a thought that I had as Isaac was talking. I wonder if the really like the definitive way. To, well, this isn't definitive. That's a wrong way to say it. But a way to look at it, it's like, is it metal influenced hardcore? While like metalcore is more like hardcore influenced metal. That's what I was gonna say. Is right. like, is it is it as easy as going metalcore? That means more metal than hardcore. Metallic hardcore. That means more hardcore than metal. Like, yeah. is it that easy? You it, know, it, it, it could be. Totally simplified that. I don't like me, Bob speaking here is like, I don't even want to reduce metalcore to like metal influenced or. Yeah, metal that's influenced by hardcore, because it's not right. That's not totally fair to metalcore as it's evolved. You know, like I actually think there's quite a few unique signatures to it that make it kind of its own thing. While at the same time, it ebbs and flows. Some bands flow way closer to the sun of hardcore, and others flow way closer to the the sun of metal. So. And and it's like yo, so does hardcore, and it's it's it gets really messy. But but I think largely that understanding, metallic hardcore is hardcore, mostly hardcore and a little metal, and metalcore is more metal than hardcore. Okay, so wait, what is all out war then? See, I feel like they're metalcore because like Same. it if is. You didn't know I they think were so too. Kids, you would think like I mean they sound like Venom. Yeah. Yo, I'm I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know, you guys were talking about entrance records last week. Um, And for metalcore, I'd probably give an all out war record. Uh, That's probably what I would do. I think it's a little prickly. You think think so? Yeah, I think it's a little, a little less approachable. And I like some of the records a lot, but I I think it's a little victory record. That first victory record that fucking rips for those who are. But I even like the stuff from a couple years ago. I, I th- yo, they have released consistently good records. Like it's, yeah, they have. It's just a fact. But so, as the I think it's hard though. I think I think it's a difficult, a difficult entry. And so I disagree with you. But I want. I I think that there's a lot of people who are from that church. But this goes to another part of that conversation. Metalcore has different waves and different styles all into itself. 
all out war feels like a pretty specific corner of it. Am I, am I correct about that? Like, you know, like if, if some kid, like if some kid was coming in from the new metal side of things, there might be something that's much more specific that would enable them to get into metalcore. You know, like, like yeah. there's going to be someone coming in. We're getting in through poison. The well opposite is December is a lot easier than the all out war record. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. I think poison the well is harder to get into. Cause I think there's way more. I, th- I like, I think that a lot more personally, I think that that's actually pretty simple, you know, well, to me, well, to me, it's like, to me, it's like, Oh, that's hardcore with Slayer in it. Well, so that's what, what I mean is me. I think if you're a hardcore kid trying to get in the metal, yeah, all out war is probably a pretty good answer. Like if you're already in hardcore, you're in a, you're in a punk that might still be, or if you're into traditional metal, but what yeah. about the kid who was into Jesus uh, swoop hair screamo? Yeah, for like, sure. Maybe poison the wells easier, and there might even be a much easier reference from there. Like maybe this they go sort of- Norma Jean. I don't know. You know, like that stuff. I'm not super familiar. Oh with. yeah. So um, that's that's a whole other that's a whole other question. Is when when does metalcore leave the hardcore realm? Because like last last week you guys were referencing like, yo, metalcore, like there's, you know, attack, attack is metalcore. And I was like, okay, when does, when is metalcore uh, pertinent to hardcore and when is it not? Like when Big does walk. it leave? A lot yeah. of our listeners are not going to like my answer, but it's, it's under oath. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> Once you hit under oath, I'm like, okay, I'm good. So you know I mean? yeah, I, what year? I can't, find, I can't find any of myself that in this. Three, oh two, oh four, somewhere in there. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's my my guess to timing. And Tom, you can speak to this too. Like, there was this bubble, like, yo, the trust kills and the ferrets of the world were doing really well, and doing stuff that was just kind of like in their pocket, and then stuff just started getting really big. Yeah. And I think it started to get different attention and different bands and like, yo, you know, don't burn the messenger here, but I feel as though there were some bands who tried to take their sound to a different place and made it more commercially viable or palatable to a commercial audience. And there were others who just had the opportunities that took them out of the smaller spaces, AKA playing with hardcore bands, playing on hardcore festivals, et cetera that all of a sudden there was this shift. And, um, you know, I think we've talked about it too, was there was al- there was also this kind of, there's been revival and people generationally getting back towards where, where metalcore came closer to hardcore, maybe hardcore came closer to metalcore, they met in the middle somewhere. But that was a weird time. Tom, does that kind of sync up to you? I mean, I think that makes sense because, I mean, if you think about it, like, so a band that we toured with that I actually quite like um, – Bleeding through, right? Yeah. There were a fucking death metal band with a keyboard player. Yep. But like they were all straight edge dudes. Um, you know, they were all straight and more and and I think more was straight edge. Um, but like they considered themselves in the in the, at least in the beginning, in the first, you know, X amount of years, maybe through that first trust group. They were like a hard, they were like a hardcore band. Like you couldn't tell them they weren't fucking grill biscuits. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like and but like to the to the layman's ear, you're like, this is not remotely cool. But like, so what makes them not a hardcore band? 
I mean, but you, you, and then you can make that same argument. There's that same argument for a million different bands too. It's like, okay, right. saves the day or like, you Fuck know, fucking, they, yeah. Or fucking early fallout boy or fucking whatever, you I know, mean, a bunch of bands. Gorilla biscuits and seven seconds, then, then bleeding through is exactly. I, I mean, I think that, I think that if you are in the hardcore scene and you're playing those shows with those bands and you're all in it, you know, and and you are in a more metal influenced band, you know, a death metal band or whatever. Um, I think that you being in the scene and being a part of the, you know, the the culture, um, yeah. you're going to call yourself a hardcore band no matter what. You know, I think that, or, or yeah. I think that I think that you have the right to say that because I mean, you could say the same thing about a lot of modern bands. I mean, like fucking Gate Creeper, for example. Yeah. Like those are all hardcore kids in a, in a death metal band, and they're both, you know. Right, right. I mean, do you think? I mean, we, we were kind of trying to like kind of like suss this out earlier. Like, you know, talking about metalcore in 2020 or even fucking 2015 is a different thing. It became kind of like something you could like slap on a record, like as a description, like a descriptor that like, you know, that people were going for probably even earlier than 2015. But like, there was nothing remotely like punk or hardcore remotely about the band. Like whether not, whether in ethics or in presentation or anything. Are we still talking about bleeding through? No, 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 no. I'm thinking, I'm thinking even more like, um, further removed. Yeah. I mean like, all right. So fucking knocked loose doesn't sound like agnostic front. No. You know what I mean? But like you guys are trying to say, (laughs) but so, but you guys have, a lot of punk and hardcore ethics and you're, you know, you're a lot closer to hardcore than fucking Attila or whatever the fuck. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, like we have like fucking skank parts, parts and yeah, yeah. And shit like that. You know? But like, I think there, do you think like, you know, even in the bands that you came up with or like might've been right before you guys, like, like what, like a Muir would be referred to as like a metalcore band. Yes. How were they remotely punk or hardcore? Like I can, um, I can say you and Brian are fucking one hundred percent die in the world, hard, die in the world hardcore kids. The, I mean, the dudes in the dudes in Amir when they were starting out, like listened to hardcore and were in the scene. You know, it's like it. Like I can confirm that. You know, yeah. even I mean, even the dude from Attila. Like we toured with Attila, and the singer came up to me and was like, "Yo, I really like your band. You guys sound like the Warriors. Your singer sounds like the dude from the Warriors." And we talked about like. We talked about like a, a brace a brace war seven inch, I yeah. think, or something. You know, <laughs> right. and it's like and it's like, you know, I think that, you know, a lot of people, you know, are and you know, it's it's times like that where you're like, you know, if you're doing your homework and and you know, and you're in the culture and you keep up, it's like that's what keeps you attached, I think. Well um yes, it can. It can. It doesn't mean it always it is true. And it's and it's tough because I've had this conversation with with young bands, you know, recently, and it's like, yo, what what makes you a hardcore band? We've used Title Fight as an example. It's like, if you were to judge purely sonically, Title Fight wasn't really a hardcore band. You could stretch it. You could certainly say post hardcore, uh, you know, post pop punk, whatever. However, you want to frame it, like they were, but they operated they had the ethics they had the way they handled themselves 
they they did their thing. They existed like a hardcore band was would, and they consider themselves that. So that's that's hard. That said, we could play homework hardcore on Dave Grohl, and he'd get a, a, you know a passing grade. But that doesn't mean the Foo Fighters are a hardcore band, right? Like you know, no, no. But there are certain people, uh, certain people. Uh, shout out Jim Barron. Yeah, gonna do this real quick. Oh, uh, who would say that they are? Well, or, or that, or would at least say that to be like at least would bring up the question of why not? Right, right. You know? Well, and that's the thing is it's like well why not? And it that is where. <sighs> Boy, this is a fun question from from because Foo, Foo Foo Fighters is funny because there's multiple dudes in that band that have yeah, correct hardcore punk yeah, backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Essentially, essentially the whole band. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. So, Christ so, got a crutch. Yeah, scream. <laughs> yeah. That said, I believe it's it's where we are, and it's this idea of genres and compartmentalizing. Those things also have bled and and kind of seeped into other things and, and those lines get blurred and we're kind of all for it. But at the same time you go, well, if sonic entry barriers or, or descriptors ease up over time, what are the things that keep something in genre? Right. And what something, what separates it from being like in 2021, what makes a band a metal band versus being a metal core band? Very little difference there. It's mm-hmm. not how, right, and, and even that, maybe not. True, but but that said, you go back to the way you handle your band and uh-huh. the way you're doing it, and even there you start to bleed, and it's like, well, you know, what are you supposed to do when you can't? Like you're too big to play the VFW Hall, but you still like hardcore and you still want to do those shows when you can, you know? So. I think that's the like tricky point and no one has, there's no right answer, right? Like, no. yo, you, the biggest definer on a band is if they call themselves a hardcore band is like, do they operate that way? And do they self-identify and everyone else? It's just opinion. And, and, and like, that's where some of these expansions get out there. Like I hear deathcore bands and I'm like, yo, whoa, that's so far removed from my perception of like hardcore as a sound sonically. I can't even register the, those things together. There almost feels like there's a, a huge disconnect. It's like, bro, your, your band owes so much more to obituary than fucking minor threat. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not even yeah. saying that's a dick. Like there's no judgment. It's just like, Whoa, what's the, but that's I think that's a painted black song. Is that a painted black song? Is it? I don't they know. They literally have a song that's called like less, so less, Say like less obituary, more minor threat, or something like that. Um, I'm gonna have to Google that. Please do. I have no familiarity. Shout out to Dr. Dan if that's true. But um, but yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it is it is such a hard question of like what is and what isn't, and and like the real answer is try not to get bogged down on this. We used to long time ago, many years ago, talk about how this is dorm room conversation. It is dorm room conversation. It's fun. But don't don't let it make you feel away about somebody at the end of the day. It it also it's also a weird question when it's like metalcore has more than other kind of sub genres of hardcore or whatever. Yep. Uh, metalcore gets associated or at least got associated with a you know a a look and like a, a or a, t- a a tour. Like if a band did Warp Tour, 
you know, they were a metalcore band or if a band, you know, and it became like, whoa, 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 it's not even about the music anymore. You know, it's about like the, and so I think that that's another, a whole other side, you know, that we weren't with that, you know, you, it's some people don't even talk about is that it's like, sometimes it's a, people associate the word metalcore with way more than just like music at all. So that, that is the other side. And I wanted to talk to you guys about this because you're two really good ones. And Patrick, you might have opinions on this too. <sighs> Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. To me, early on, I looked at the world of metalcore as a young person and really saw like, oh, this is a world of bands that have, mostly speaking, by the late 90s, late 90s and early aughts, a much larger audience and more appeal. And many of them operated in a way that was, at the time, different than hardcore, which meant it was much more common for them to have a booking agent. It was much more common to have a manager. It was much more common that they were in magazines and all this shit. And it was a lot more like, hey, they operate less like some weird DIY separatist movement, but like, hey, we're a commercial entity at a much smaller scale. There's exceptions to that rule on both sides of the fence. But but I that was one of the separators aesthetically then. And today, I think that's not true. Because I think there's so many bands who start off and are essentially playing basements and are like, yo, we're a metalcore band. That's also was happening in the 90s. But by the late 90s and early aughts, many bands were just very successful metalcore bands. Does that... Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I think... You know, it's funny. Like we talk, like it, it, the the definition has changed so much. Like I think more than any subgenre, I feel like this has changed. So, like you know, from my own experience, right as a kid, like unbroken, undertow, outspoken, even like, or you know, fucking dark side confusion, marauder, even within decision. Like, yeah, we were like metalcore bands. Like that's like if we'd be on a flyer and it would say that. Yep. But when you listen to those bands, like. You know, and like say, like, you know, like Jesus Peace is a metalcore band, say. 
Yep. Like they are 10 times heavier than any of the bands that I mentioned. Yes. But like it, it, the, the, the kind of the definition has changed. So, and that's fine too, because the thing that I like kind of came to mind, like when you were talking about like back, you know, when it was like a scarlet letter back then, like there were no kind of like it, mixed bills weren't as much of a thing. No, you know what I mean? I think back on like bands that I loved that like, you know, were like our contemporaries, like, you know, I never played with in my eyes, played with 10 yard fight once, never played with four plus like bands that were like, you know, Hey, we're actually kind of cut from the more of the same cloth than you would think. Yeah. Never played together. But like now you would, you'll see a band that'd be considered metalcore playing along with like a, a more, yeah, you know, Oh, straightforward, right? You know, like, like what was, you know, like, like okay. For example, speaking of Long Island's a great example of this, right? Um, there's bands who are way on the heavy side, bands who are way more on the punk side, bands who are way in the melodic side of things, and they're all from the same cauldron. You know, shout out to our boy. Um, right. You know, like Jukai becomes rule them all and fight yo those three bands don't sound much alike you know right right right. and same group of guys reign of salvation and koyo are i don't know if they're bodies but they're from the same they're same dudes in the band there we go same boat so so all that said um i think it ebbs and flows because you're right tom like it wasn't weird that mouthpiece was on the same show as unbroken or undertow but you fast forward just a few years and there was splintering like i would say maybe it's 95 96 yeah i mean and on that show like mouthpiece mouthpiece was like kind of the sore thumb on those yeah totally but they were and like like i'd go oh new age records you know like this and this and and it's like oh i grouped those bands together but then you listen and you're like, well, no, these bands are a little more metal and Mouthpiece is a little not metal, but not, it's not like they were some like youth of today, but, but you, there was splintering in that time period, the late nineties that I think separated it. And maybe we didn't see a reformation <laughs> till like the late two thousands, even, you know what I mean? Right. I mean? Think about the early aughts. There was Hellfest bands. And there were posi numbers bands. Sure. Right. There, I mean, think about it. Like, the crossover, but that was few. Like American Nightmare, no warning. Yep. I mean, Maybe 18 Visions wasn't getting the call to play posi numbers. No, Reach the Sky played to both audiences. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because they were one that was like, oh, sonically, they're probably more posi numbers band, but they probably have more fans at Hellfest, <laughs> which is weird, you know? Um, yeah. No warning, kind of clearly more a positive numbers band sound, but we're getting huge reactions at Hellfest. Yeah. And the band who was, you know, equal foots in both, if you actually think about it. Um, Because sonically, maybe they appealed, certainly by the LP, more to a Hellfest crowd, but they were like positive numbers kids, you know? Right, right, right. But I mean, I think now, like, a United Blood is the perfect composite of both. Well, and that's where we, I think we start seeing that reformation. Yeah. There's kind of a pullback. And, um, 
And that's the first starts. I mean, yo, I also want to say that like the embrace of Code Orange and I Am King by the hardcore world was no small sign of like, oh, this is an embrace of of like metalcore, you know, and like heavy metalcore. Like I think I Am King, people can, if somebody wants to call it a hardcore, I'm not going to argue, but like that's very metallic. And they were fully embraced by hardcore at large for at least a few years. And that record, like, that's one of the, that comes out 2013, I think. Right. Clearly one of the definitive records of hardcore of the time for the next several years to come, you know? Um, Isaac, it's an interesting question for you because with Knocked Loose, your band's sound evolves, but you did very, very well. And it's almost like, hardcore you grew on hardcore at first there was almost this wholesale rejection but you guys found your own way and people loved your shit and then hardcore kids kind of warmed to to it like and not hardcore kids i'm not trying to say there were not hardcore kids hardcore kids were there but but hardcore at large hardcore at large was like hey you know what this band pretty cool all right we're in i think it i think it ebbs and flows okay you know that 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 ebbs and flows i think that uh i think that some people still can't decide <laughs> whether they think we're whack or not. That means you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want everybody liking you. That's true. Very true. Um, so, so yeah, where, where do you, well, one is knocked loose a metalcore band. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. It's not loose a hardcore band. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's right. Like that's, that's, that's the most important thing. And when you say it and wear it loudly, and your stripes like who who's gonna say no you're not they're gonna like yeah. strip your vote you know <laughs> my favorite answer and i think i i think i gave this answer a couple of years ago when we were talking about a, a similar thing but it was like my favorite thing to do is the like uh is the um you know like well what are you guys you know you guys aren't hardcore or whatever and i'm like okay well we're a group of dudes that go to hardcore shows and listen to hardcore bands and take influence from hardcore bands when writing the music and, you Bring know, hardcore take hardcore bound. Yeah. Take our <laughs> hardcore bands out on tour. So you're right. You tell me what we are, you know, it's like, right. you, tell, you, you know, go for it. So that's usually what I tell people is like, yo, like, what are you guys? I'm like, I don't know, man. You tell me, you know, like, yeah, what a, you yeah. know, that's go for it. Energy there. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna back up here, Patrick. Is he yeah. still here? Did he fall asleep? Is he? Uh... No, I'm here. He's, You're more of a metalcore guy than I am. Yeah, maybe. He's a. W- here's the thing, Tom. I want to hear some Patrick hot takes. Well, I, right well, I, 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 so, I want to get your take on the 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 splintering because Tom, I think you got to witness it, and we're like front row seat in there, and me and Patrick are sort of people who were on either sides of that splintering. You know, like he, when 10 yard fight hands tied and one King down did a European tour. I was in your, I would have been there for two of the bands and Patrick would have been there for the other band. True. Do you right. see that? Could you see that line of t- timing? And do you kind of, do you see where we kind of connect the dots and go, Hey, there was this sort of reformation kind of a more like, all right, yo, you know what? I do like Jane Doe hug from many people on the more hardcore side of things. 
come the late aughts. And then, you know, as we moved forward, that's where there was more of a, a reconnection. You asking me or Tom? You. Tom's already talked on it. Okay. So, uh, firstly, let me just go off and say that I, I really, th- and Isaac could answer this. Isaac, if you don't mind, how old are you today? I'm 23 years old. 23. Okay. So I have to imagine that so much, and I saw this online a little bit after we talked about it, that so much of, of our bigotry against uh, metalcore is completely lost on a 23-year-old. Is that true, Isaac? Um, yes and no, because for me personally, growing up in hardcore, especially being in Knocked Loose, a band that was, I guess you could say controversial, I, I saw a lot of arguments against it. So I think it still exists, but maybe not anything to the extent of what it was in the past, you know? Okay, because... I mean, here's this is just from observation. Don't any of our listeners be angry. I, I, I'm not impassioned enough on the subject of metalcore to fight it. Um, at self defense at Instagram. <laughs> here, look, there's always going to be somebody that's in that middle space where they want to impress the old people more than they want to relate to the young people, and or maybe they see themselves as old. Certainly, when I was. Uh, 27 i thought of myself as old and hardcore you know what i mean and looking back on it that's just patently not true by the way uh there's some really educated people i listen to that say patently and i do not like it at all i like patently that's never Um, though yeah because it's a patent you get a patent do you feel more strongly because your name isn't pate uh, well, some smart smart people just say uh, you know my name is spelled wrong on my computer like the little, like my login is, uh, I noticed it yesterday and I was like, damn, I feel stupid. Anyway. I'm going the, to Pate's coffee today. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, where was I at? Uh, something about, oh, uh, Peyton uh, Lee. 27 uh, years old. 20, oh yeah. 27 years old. You think you're old. M- maybe you, uh, are at that time pushing against the young people stuff more than you do when you're even fucking in your thirties, you know, and you're late in your mid thirties. Like certainly by the time I hit 30 years old, I did, I had no animosity towards young people shit, you know, like th- when I hear something that I don't like that I think is goofy, I'm now old enough to understand that it's just, it's just a, a part of a spectrum that will either last or it will not last, but it will certainly find its, it find its own level and end up, a part of the conversation, but not the whole of the conversation. But when you're in the middle of something, it's difficult not to see it as the whole of the conversation, right? Like Bob, you and I have talked about it. Uh, when I, when everything was American nightmare, I dipped out, you know, and, and that sort of, uh, but, but that will happen at different times in your life until you realize, Oh, this is interesting because it will not last. And that's what makes it interesting. You know, that's what makes it a culture to be totally honest. So yes, the rise and I, fall and understanding that inevitably nothing lasts forever. 
For sure. And and all of them just become part of the tapestry. Like, I think that punk, like punks, punks, <laughs> they, they, uh, the old head punks maybe understand this better than hardcore kids. Because uh, hardcore, it, 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 we, we're talking about its variety right now, but it's it's a bit more codified than, than perhaps punk is. So it, it's, uh, but I think that we're late to understanding, oh, metalcore, um, you know, uh, even deathcore. Now we've talked about it a million times. Deathcore shares. I don't mean any of my ideological values. I mean, musical values. I don't understand it. It's yes. garbage music to me, right? There's not nothing yeah. redeeming in it. However, I'm fully understanding that that's just going to, that's just the world passing me by that one missed me. Right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and ten, 10 years, it will feel a lot closer than it did does right now or did 10 years ago. Yeah, right. Put it this way. There's there was a guy in nineteen eighty seven that was like, Yeah, that guy Mike Ferrara started a metal band. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Mike from Death Before Dishonor started a metal band and it was Judge. Yeah. Right. Because yep. it's a huge change that you're not used to. Yes, exactly. And, and that's, that's just what I got. So, but there is an age and I thought uh, we appropriately uh, complimented Isaac for avoiding this period of his life, because to be honest, he's in it right now. 23 by my memory is the age that all of my peers became total fucking snobs, you know, and snobs about shit that they had no right to claim, you know, like it's like (laughs) people thinking that they're cool because they're listening to age of quarrel rather than, I don't even know, fucking, uh, which now these things are the same fucking thing, you know? (laughs) So it's laughable. It's laughable. So, but it it is, uh, at a certain age, I remember getting in fights on message boards when people would say end of year wasn't a hardcore band. I'd jump in and say, fuck your mother. And like, that's ridiculous (laughs) because it, to my ear, it still is. But I wouldn't def- I wouldn't bother arguing with a single living human being about that sort of shit. I should also say, while I am just ranting, that there is a a phenomenon like, for example, the kid from Attila uh, be- being at least uh, literate in hardcore is of no surprise to me because the fact of the matter is, I look at myself and I'm a guy who's been listening to pretty much every type of guitar music since middle school when I started going to the public library. I still look at myself as highly limited because I really like hardcore too much. You know what I mean? I, I really like it. I find myself when checking out new music, the new music that I'm most interested in is hardcore music. Now, nothing wrong with that, except it, I haven't had what you'd call a hundred percent balanced diet. And I don't presume based on his music that the kid from Attila does have a balanced diet, but it, it, it is to say that there's many people that they listen to this podcast, which is, pretty exclusively about hardcore and it is the tiniest part of their of their actual listening menu you know and i and i think that that's completely healthy i'm not mad at that either no i mean we might look at it with with admiration in certain aspects i do because i'm that motherfucker that can't get out of my own way The, the fucking drug church record like i'm still barking you understand like Yo, like I'm still in a lane for the podcast I do with Pete Hilton. It's so funny. Cause he's, he's still died in the wool hardcore kid as much as me. And we're doing, we're, we listen to mostly not hardcore stuff. Tom, every single record. We're like, this record's too long. 
song's too long. It's too it long. Everything's it. too long. <laughs> We're all like, fuck, you know? Like a four-minute song. Like, wrap it up, B. Yo, yeah, four-minute song. I'm like, yo, I'd cut this part. There's no reason for this. And it's like, yo, asshole, not every song has to be two minutes, you know? No, but like three and a half is like when I'm my it's brain goes. Checking out. Yeah, it broke our brains, but but here we are. <laughs> so and also with that sort of music, like more civilian type music, almost invariably the best songwriters come from punk and hardcore backgrounds. Yeah. I will die on that hill. Thank you. There's, no, I, there, I, I, I mean, there's so many motherfuckers. Like yo, so many of these like in any style of music, so many of these like producers or whatever these songwriters all have backgrounds in punk and hardcore it's because they know how to be synced yeah it's crazy it is rather cringe when those individuals want you to know that a lot oh yeah oh i i love it i eat it up i go <laughs> so oh, pat, really i would love to hear more <laughs> so pat um if you're referring to my boy ben gibbard from death care for cutie who just released a benefits evidence over the pandemic where he covers filler and it's awesome. I'm going to swing on you next time. I no, I was not. I, ben <laughs> I think it's a good time for us to talk about the, the benefit single that self-defense is, is releasing. That's a Doja cat cover. Yeah. You know, <laughs> ben Gibbard is uh, very far off my radar. He could, he could be covering nearly anything and I, I would find out years later. Um, but uh, to answer your question, Bob, it was about the actual split. I went off on one instead of re- responding to your. It's okay. It's it, good. Good to answer. Uh, is the, is it, would you mind rephrasing it as though uh, we're at a spelling bee? Think about that. Think about how that played to your sensibilities, both because of what you said, where like, yo, by the time your friends were twenty three, they were dickheads and 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 fucking kind of snobbing. On the other side, when you were 17, the dudes who were 23 and snobbing were choosing sides, and that led you to some shit in your life and just rejecting stuff, right? Oh, sure. Right. Yes. And, and, uh, and, and, and like, yo, that's not that different from, from my world. It was more like, you know, there was, it wasn't as much snobbing, but like seeing some shit that was real unappealing in my local area that was like, oh, I don't think I want to be well, wrapped Bob. up in that kind of shit. Uh, I'm going to go off on another one. I'll make this really short. Um, everybody in the sound of my voice, and I hate to ruin this for people that are still laboring under delusion, uh, but it would be wrong as we discussed earlier in the podcast for me to entertain your delusions and continue them. Um, nobody has benefited in any material way from having a strong opinion on what real grindcore is. Nobody in the world has ever, their family life's never gotten better. They're They've capable never, as a gun paid. No, Speak for your fucking paper. self, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it, it, there's no way to explain to people well enough that it, these things that we care about, we don't, firstly, we don't actually care about, right? We don't care about them because as adults, there's look uh anything that i took a strong position on and in in terms of a matter of taste like earlier uh foo fighters came up and i didn't go off on one it's like it it doesn't it doesn't matter you know it's like in times like these that you learn to live again right yeah 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 exactly it's it's that time um (laughs) i I want them incarcerated please send them to guantanamo so the the 
the the point is that a lot of these like you know is it hardcore is it metallic or is it metalcore is it metallic hardcore is it metal metal influenced hardcore yeah it's it's dorm conversation as we said earlier but it can be fun to parse and and i think yeah. it's most fun actually when it's just and we if sorry there was no pre-pro for this fellas we should just shoot some into the fucking uh into the world to see if isaac has a different perspective than than the three of us go for it good idea so here's two that came up that people took sort of umbrage to great and two two bands that i mentioned i think but i would like so isaac where would you consider either or or both the hope conspiracy and incendiary metalcore bands uh i more so incendiary than uh more so incendiary than hope con how come i think because they have more like i think it's just because i think a lot of it is tempo with that one for some reason i you know like i think incendiary is playing at a way slower tempo sometimes they got some like slower start and stop breakdowns Mm -hmm. um that kind of make me lean that way um but i think both can be defined as both um uh, but for some reason, incendiary makes me lean more metalcore. Yeah, uh, and I don't mean that. Like, uh, yeah, the yeah, of course, it's not der- derogatory at all. Yeah, um, to me, it's not. I mean, yeah, because actually, me, I, I would say, uh, it's funny because the guitar player Brian hits me up, you know, sometimes, and because we have a lot of the same tastes, uh, and I think that I think that incendiary and my band inclination kind of shares similar influences so i think that you can like yeah. make similar uh similar comparisons for both bands but yeah for incendiary kind of leans metalcore to me whereas hope hope con um i don't know hope con doesn't strike it to me it, it might be because there's i you know there's mosh parts there but i think that uh like there's less like start and stop strictly metal stuff you know, to me. Okay. Okay. I want to ask real quick. Go ahead, Pat. What are you going to say? No, no, no. I was going to do a lightning round where we all go. So you you let's do that. Go Go for it. I'll go, I'll go faster too. We should do it. it Hardcore metalcore, just easy answer. And then we can deliberate really quick on the hope con incendiary thing at the time. And I was 19, 20, 19 in 2001, I guess. I uh, I would have said HopeCon, yeah, like metalcore. They were fringing. They were kind of hardcore, but kind of metalcore. But now, like firmly hardcore. And the sure. incendiary, I see some of those metal lean, leanings and sonically for sure. But because of the time frame and the way every peripheral about the band, like it's it's easier for me to say hardcore band on them because of the way hardcore has evolved and like sonically how much more like how much more frequent metal influences are there just across the board in hardcore now so and um, more extreme yeah yeah and that's it's really it's it's fucking fascinating i love to hear it all right pat guide us through some lightning round okay now let's go bob tom isaac okay great <clears throat> all right uh let's start with one that i think is actually Nah, well, I won't even give my opinion. Kickback. Metalcore. 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 Yeah. Fury of Five. Metalcore. 
Um, metalcore just because they're. Oh, sorry, I broke their own rules to the own game. <laughs> you, after 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 everybody gives it, you should. We can have room for deliberation. Isaac, hard hardcore. Tom, okay. what were you going to say? Just because there's metal leads, and I think, <clears throat> um, I mean, they're closer to like Biohazard, say, right? Yeah, Biohazard is not really. They're probably more metalcore than anything. You know what I mean? They're not like. I look at it as like like AF. Like if or like if you're like so, like victim in pain is like that line. To me, you know what I mean, like something like that, or like a sick of it all record or whatever. That's kind of like, does this sound like this? Well, then it's not really straight hardcore. It's more whatever, whether it be fucking thrash, it's hard, you know, or it's metalcore, or whatever. I think they're like these certain like. To me, Age of Quarrel is is a metalcore record. Thank you. Because it sounds like fucking Motorhead and fucking has metal leads. Like yeah, it's, it's just a totally favorite. different metal. It's a totally different oh, metal different that was metal. being pulled from. It I think. Like, yo, I here, think, here's my take. Best Wishes is just straight up a heavy metal record. That's a fact. Absolutely. I think judging by, if we're going by what, like the way that Tom just said, and, you know, Patrick, you backed him up on that. I think that everything that Patrick is about to say, we are we should all say metalcore then. You know, I think it gets easy. Maybe. You know, I, to I mean, that's my own opinion. No, I mean, it, I yeah, no, 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 for sure. Yeah, for like, sure. So, so real quick on Fury. To me, the metal leads... The song structures and the way they're built, they are heavy. But even in that, like the hard parts, they there's there's a percussive, percussive element that feels distinctly more metal leaning to me than hardcore. But like you know, it, that's that's where personal and and like yo, the lens of time shapes that greatly. So, yeah. yep. Pat, continue. Uh, okay. Um, or if you so had I'm something. I'm going to give you one that seems e- that seems easy, I think, and then I'm going to give you a follow up, and I want you to compare and contrast them in your head before you answer. Okay, <clears throat> Candy, hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. Really? Then this maybe this is uh, this isn't hard for you guys at all. Akulu, hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. Yeah. But I see where you're going with this. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you can make a strong argument that they're both metalcore. Yep, you absolutely can. And I here's here's the difference for me. Uh, I was I thought you guys were going to I thought I had you trapped to be honest. No, <laughs> I I thought you were going to say that Candy was a metalcore act, and I I and thought you were going to say that because of the more chaotic parts, right? Yeah, no. And then I was going to bust out a Kulu and say. Explain to me how Akulu's leads are far more metal than Candy's. Their leads are far more metal, and their song structures, they've got longer songs. Candy's got, like, especially on everything up to uh, the LP, Candy's song structures are fucking efficient and brief, you know? Like, they're cruising, you know? Like, how many songs does Candy have over two minutes long? Oh, not many, I don't think. A handful. And if Akulu's metal, then Killing Time is metal. Well, it, well, here's the thing. So, so I'll bring this to you guys. A band we didn't. <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a cool statement. But, but killing, killing, time, killing time metalcore band. Well, well, <laughs> they're, they're metallic hardcore, right? And they have these strong. But like the Ice Men, are their song structures are so they are they are primordial metallic metal hardcore 
Yes, but you could call them metal metal metalcore, but it's metal hardcore. But they're they're they don't lean musically like some of the drumming. It doesn't hit the extremes that most metalcore does. Oh, you know, this is where where we're getting all fucked up because, uh, yes, but I think that if we start like, okay, so well, no, see see what 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 you're doing here. What I want to pull back, like, yo metal and hardcore and metal and punk have always had these weird mutant babies, right? Like oh, we've always. seen, it. we don't, uh, the band I was going to say is COC, Corrosion for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that, that just predates the, the, the crossover shit, which like, you know, like cause AF cause for alarm. Like I love it. And it's metal leads all over the fucking place. And like solos and this and that. And like, yes, there's, is that a 50-50 metal and hardcore record? Yeah, probably, actually. But, like, it's pretty metal. There's a lot of metal going on there. But would I call AF a metalcore band? Nah, not from that record. I would like to take back, rescind my Chromeg's Age of Coral is a metalcore record because I do not want to get assassinated at the first show I'm allowed to go back to. If, um, if, if, metal leaning. Dude, but, if we're... Go ahead, Isaac. Oh, no, I was just going to say, if... It, it, you know, we were playing this little game with with Patrick. Yeah, which um, one was fun. If uh, you know, I, I want to you know kind of exempt you know kind of just make the make sure the rules are all good. If I say hardcore, is that including the phrase metallic hardcore? Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that for sure. Because because yeah. yeah. So here's the thing, Tom. You're not crazy for that. Like, Age of Quarrel has so much. Like, Age of Quarrel has more in common with motorhead and discharge than it does and and you throw in bad brains probably and and like venom than it does like minor threat or youth of today or like a lot of things that we put in the canonical hardcore hardcore category but it's like yeah but like that's where it's sort of like we talk about where does the term metalcore get birthed or where do we like trace it back? You know, there's all these roots things, but like, then you go, okay, when metalcore kind of becomes codified, where, where can we trace it to? Cause I don't think it's COC and I don't think it's, you know, discharge going hair metal. It's, it's a little later on in the timeline and they're all pulling and going, yo, we like it when metal goes punk. I think we all like, I think, when hardcore goes metal, when punk goes metal, if it's done right, it's fucking awesome, you know? Right. When it's done poorly, woof. Right. Yeah. So Tom had uh, a story. Hold on. Oh, yeah, go. So just very, very briefly, I, you know, this exact conversation. So in like, I forget when the fuck it was. I was probably 22. Like, and I had this conversation saying that like when there was this giant schism between, you know, like the fucking faster hardcore bands you know the four punches tenure fights and everything and then like you know us and like you know harvey like all of our side you know of the metalcore side and like i was we played cbs one day and i made this speech about like we're all fucking hardcore kids like you know fucking chromex have metal parts and um a person who's still around he's an older fella known for stage diving um told a, a friend of mine that like he was gonna beat me up the next time i was at a show <laughs> okay <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Twenty four years later, he adds me on every social media page. Still, he's never fought me. Okay, um, I don't think he knows who I am. But he was going to fight me for the uh, for the Chromeg's honor. Well, maybe oh. maybe he learned. He maybe he learned over time that you were right. 
because like yo, or, they got tons of metal all over it. Like or, or Bob, oh, yeah. or he's playing the long game. Oh, what he's gonna wait till he's sixty to try to fight me? Yeah, he's now gonna, he's he might have twenty-two year old Tom might have maybe been a little too worried to fight a New York hardcore guy like that. Me, you're ready. See ya. Let's, let's go. <laughs> he might be working on his gains. It's just been a long, slow battle. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, sure. No, I, 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 and I think it's a fun. This is the fun conversation of it because, like, yo, people, like, it's almost like the festival conversation, and like when people are like, I don't like things, you know, like everything's a festival. I'm like, well, actually, like you can pull up flyers from hardcore fests in the mid '80s and this and that. It's the same thing. You can pull up flyers. Super Bowl. Yeah, right. And and like you can pull up flyers where. There's metallic hardcore or metalcore in like 1984, you know. So like, yeah. we get it, people. Um, Did you see just before we, there was someone posted the um, the 1991 Super Bowl, which was like the one with like AF sick of it all girl whistles, where they filmed the the, Video. the in effect tape, whatever. So good. So like the things that always blow my mind about that, there was 12 bands on it. Mm-hmm. It started at 8:30 <laughs> at night. Yeah. All right, yo. Those things blow my mind. Like. All right, a, a quick aside because I want to get back to the fun game. Isaac and yeah, Patrick and Tom, you guys have all played festivals and bigger shows. Yeah. For a show with more than 10 bands playing, what is the right time that the first band goes on? Noon. All right, Isaac? Did you say more than 10 bands? Let's let's say 10 to 12 bands. Two. Okay, Patrick? I can't disrespect those early bands. It's got to be 5 p.m. no matter what. Man, I, I think well, what time, if you're a headliner, what time do you want to go on? 11? I mean, I would just have the agent say, we'll, we'll, we'll be passing on this event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This- what was the latest? What's the latest set time you guys have had? 2.30. Uh, yeah, probably, probably 2. A.M.? Yep. Europe? Yeah. 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 No, it was, it was the uh, the... Nachlus, Code Orange, Harm's Way, Vane oh, after show. Right, yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, that was wild. The one that was at the Metro? Yeah. I think I think if I'm not mistaken, I think we went on around between two, two thirty. I think Code Orange went on around three, three thirty. Fuck. Patrick, what's the latest you ever played? Probably two thirty. Um of uh, European festivals. Yeah. All like, right. Like, of, of the squat variety. Okay, we played 3 a.m. In Spain, all the shows started at midnight. Yes, they do. And we would load out. Like, up us, dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> all right, Pat, bring us back. Yeah, get us, get okay, us back. First, I just want to say, and we don't have to get in on the weeds on this, but if 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 you can make an argument for the Icemen being metalcore, which you weren't, but if if, if you, which I think you could, now that I'm thinking about it, um, yeah. then you have to immediately examine uh, all of Cleveland, which we have. But then you also have to get even into Crown of Thorns, in my opinion. So th- th- there's a, a lot of different places to go from there of accusing everybody no, of being metalcore. No, Crown, of Thorns, it's, Crown of Thorns is metallic hardcore. Um, Cleveland's so interesting because we talk about it. Like It's like, yo, integrity, hardcore, ringworm, metalcore. Yeah. And, and there's okay. times that you could literally... like take tracks from each band and mix them up on a mixtape and be like, no, no, same band. Just, just to quickly, just to quickly elaborate. You can even do one word answer. Uh, if we say hardcore, that includes metallic hardcore, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. PK. Okay. 
Saw. Bring it, Pat. Dead guy. Metalcore. Yeah. I'm Met- sorry, Bob. No, no, Metalcore. Metalcore. I don't know. I, I, I always take the position that they are, but only by virtue of the fact that I don't have a better title. I don't think they actually are. Um, but they're as close to Black Flag as we can get a lot of times. Yeah. It, but the weird black flag. Yeah, it's uh, for our listeners. Uh, some of you just have never given Dead Guy a shot because maybe you lumped it in under victory stuff. And, and I please, know big, please give big, it a shot. Yeah, please, please give it a give shot. It we shot. big up, we big up <laughs> Dead Guy a lot, and there's a reason for that. I, I want to say that. it's black flagish post Slayer. Okay. You know I'm not saying it's most life odd. It's the coolest shit I've ever heard. (laughs) It's it's got frantic energy. It feels unhinged. But there's not a ton of there's not a ton of uh, like like me riffs. Do you know? No, 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 no. Just more more guitar tone. Because think about Black Flag (laughs) and the guitar sound, and like how when they end up getting weird, like. Anything you could you could use my war guitar riffs. You could use my war as a template there because then the the later stuff you just get into like Greg Ginn trying to tune to ELO. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just such an odd sound that that dead by dead guys sonic nature is so much more abrasive than the recorded output of Black Flag when they're in their later more manic content wise. It's it's hard for me to compare them just because I think like yo I, that's that's my shit I love my war is the only one that that the sound on recording feels like it matches the energy of how insane and intense it felt whereas dead guy it's like no no they they nailed they they've honed it in right here okay are you ready yes this is a complete and I'm sure many of our listeners recognize that this is. A, a space that we don't go very often. And I don't think it's disrespect. I think it has to do with a certain level of ignorance on all our parts, but tell me if I'm wrong, fellas, bury your dead. I mean, metalcore. Yeah, it's, it's metalcore. Unfamiliar. It's, 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 it's metalcore. Oh, see, I disagree entirely. That's interesting. I just think that's mosh music and I don't think mosh music is necessarily metalcore. I, I, but I there's see mosh music that's breakdown and there's mosh music that's bury your dead. You know well what then, I mean? well then, where's Hatebreed? Uh, Metallic hardcore, right in the middle. And I, I would say, oh, in in 2000, I'm saying metalcore. Uh, now I, hardcore. <clears throat> See, that's interesting. I think it's squarely metalcore. If if Barrier Dead is metalcore, then Hatebreed is metalcore plus. To, to me, it depends on the record because early metalcore, uh, excuse me, early Hatebreed didn't really have the noty riffs no, it, it and, or the leads but, but and, and 100% it is metal. yeah yeah I'd say that the early hate breed records uh, I would call metallic hardcore just because mm-hmm. they didn't have anything super complex or noty but as soon as it got noty I would say metalcore yeah yeah okay let's see what else what else can I can I do you have a metalcore list in front of you that you looked up on Wikipedia or something Pat? Uh, yeah originally I was going off of sub in for me Patrick uh converge Metalcore. 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 Um, uh, Threadbare. Metalcore. Yeah. There's, I don't want to use that word simply because it's unlike so much metalcore, but it is metalcore. I'm going to say metalcore too. Yeah. It's own lane of metalcore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all else failed. 
Metalcore. 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 Yeah. Damnation AD. Metalcore. Yeah. Metalcore, yeah. <laughs> Man, Metalcore rules everything. <laughs> Metalcore is pretty cool. Total, you either invest, use it today, or you're a Metalcore band. It's, my, okay. it's fucking awesome. That's Code Orange. Code Orange. Oh, Metalcore. Metalcore. Okay. Earth Crisis. Metalcore. Hmm. I I don't. That's still '90s mosh to me. That's hard. I don't know if it's metalcore. Dude, I'm gonna say we can't I, get to. Uh, I'm gonna say metalcore. Yeah, dude, yeah we can't metalcore. get to like dirt metal and '90s mosh. We we have to like keep some semblance of a cover genre. I'm I'm gonna say metalcore right. there. Yeah. Think about the song structures, bro. And the tempos. Yeah, the tempos too is a big thing because they're because all of Earth Crisis is uh, a good portion of their old stuff are all like slower tempo. Yeah, but, but okay, and hold on. Firestorm is the mosh part from Rain and Blood. I get that, but so... Slayer, Metalcore. <laughs> so they went for that for a while, though. Patrick, no, let's hear it. He's, here's he's the problem. This is, this, is the, this is like Patrick separating from his body and looking at himself. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I just think it's interesting because you guys... Now, I'm going def- to defer to Isaac because uh, he plays an instrument and I don't. So I, I'll let him live on things like tempos, but I don't, I'm not with you guys that you can totally just give a pass to hardcore bands that have obvious metal leads nonstop just because they also have a punk beat. You know what I mean? Like it's so met- different, it, by dude. that, by that measure, Metallica is a fucking hardcore band. No, well, no, because <laughs> the big difference too, like look at the lengths of most Earth Crisis songs, especially once they get into the albums. You know what I mean? Like they're just longer song. They're they're metal song structures. You know what I mean? And I don't say that in any sort of shaming way. I actually think, I actually think, they do a good example of like, hey, we're using almost more purely metal strong song structures to build out these longer songs, and adding in hardcore parts and this and that. Than, than most do in their world. That said, like I, it's it's. There's a, are you there's gonna, a lot. Do you want to say hardcore band? There's yeah. I want to know what you Where think. You at, Pat? Um, that's if. So that's, wait, we are counting metal influenced hardcore bands. Is that the thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, that's then, hardcore. Then yes, sure. <laughs> All right, rise and fall. Tom, you start. I would say hardcore. Mm, no, I can't. That's metalcore. Isaac, that that's a, that's probably the toughest one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, hardcore on this one. Okay. Actually, yeah. Okay. How did? Hold on. Wait. 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 How did I just get killed on Earth Crisis? For tempo and song length, and rise and fall is getting a pass. It, what Hold are on. we talking about here? <laughs> we'll, we'll do we'll do some side by side, uh, guys. Debate for a second. Okay. Um, while I confess that uh, there's perhaps less metal riffing, like riffing, traditional riffing, and that rise and fall often goes for more of like an open like Tony sort of thing on occasion. Yeah. 
I think your options at that point are what to be so specific that we call it dark melodic hardcore. <laughs> well, <laughs> yo, it, it, all right, ready for this, Patrick? Yes. We're going to compare Earth Crisis Destroy the Machines. Okay, yep. And Rise and Fall into Oblivion. Okay. Uh, track times on Into Oblivion. 230, 213, 324, 149, 225, 236, but otherwise, you're within 20 seconds of each other on. No, 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 no. Every the, you have one. You don't have a single song on the Earth Crisis record that's below 250. Right, but but and you have all songs were two 240, 250, etc. No, et 230, 213. They have a 324. They have a 251, and they have mm-hmm. a 537 closer. So one, two songs out of ten on the rise and fall record cross into the shortest song and destroy the machines. Now I'm not, that's not everything clearly because I also am open to conversations about rise and fall metallic hardcore metalcore. I think, I think they wouldn't be bothered by either, by the way, I don't yeah. think, just for the record, I don't think a single band we're talking about should, it should, no, 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 but, all, but yeah. I do want to say like that structural difference, like the length of the song, like, there's stuff having to happen there when they're putting these songs together. And I bet, like, as we look at the Rise and Fall records, I bet the the our, our circle is vicious, has some longer songs. And then by the time they get to Faith, no, actually, they, they tighten it up a little bit there. Um, I think I, a lot of it for me is uh, not only the, the speed of it, but a, a lot of the... Uh, the open the like open guitar chords i think that there's i can hear the the punk yeah. in uh, into oblivion uh, more than i can on the uh, on the earth crisis record because there's a bunch of like stop and start kind of mosh parts on earth crisis yes. you know that's that's a that's that's one reason i was kind of leaning that way with Yo, that isaac this is a good question i think the use of speed um, is different in certain hardcore versus metal or metallic or metalcore and and you know some of that tempo stuff really makes a difference. And obviously, speaking as a non-instrumental, um, I always find it interesting how that plays differently in the structures of things. Yeah, for sure. I, I, and it's also different because like there might be a slow band. Uh, it's it's rare that that Earth Crisis does that kind of like faster skank beat with open guitar chords. Yeah, you like, know, it's, it's very it's yeah. very rare. Um, you know, they're usually doing a bunch of like you know, kind of like slower, slower tempos and also the, you know, halftime beats with kind of noty stuff in between it and creative guitar stuff. Um, Whereas I'd say that rise and fall had, like I said before, has a bunch of like open guitar, has a bunch of kind of punk. Yeah. Gal, you know, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff on that rise and fall record. That's kind of punkish, but like played through a fucking crazier tone. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, all right, um, Pat, you're you're you you okay over there? I mean, uh, listen, I don't have any sort of, I don't have a feeling about metalcore being bad. I like, no, uh, obviously, no. I like some. I I clearly don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Shai Halud. 
Okay, melodic hardcore, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't see them as metalcore either. They claim to be metalcore. They're not. <laughs> they, no. Hold on. They I, have. There's no metal uh, band that sounds like them. Um. I'm I'm gonna say metalcore because that's what I've always associated them with, mm. personally. Yeah. But but I want well, Bob. What's your take on that? Uh, metalcore, but like I have to be really honest. The last time I really, I mean, yo, they are much more melodic than than they take. And and here's the thing: there is a world of music that I would largely call metalcore that refers to it as melodic hardcore that is in the vein of Shai Halud. Yes. Yeah. So you know, it's it's they really created their own scene of that stuff. Shai Halud's Shai Halud's like biggest old song literally begins with like a digga digga dunk digga digga like create yeah. like a like a, a metalcore tried and true metalcore breakdown. Um, and, they, and they call themselves metalcore, but here's my counter argument: is that uh, they're hyper melodic and not like the melodic metal that th- there's so. When I think of oh, they're way more creative, in yeah, my opinion. I mean, also like just take the take like the Gothenburg stuff, right? Like it, it, that's considered melodic. Yeah, Shire it does not sound like that. No, right, it doesn't sound anything like that. So, I, I I honestly think that those are metal leads, but it has more in common with like RX bandits. No, I, yeah, I mean, yo, I, I think that that's one of the most unique parts about Childhood, uh, is they are a metalcore band who's more who's closer to melodic punk music than they are a lot of other metalcore or hardcore. The sh- yeah. Shai, like propaganda. Shai, Shai Halud has such a crazy, um, a crazy tale, like a crazy influence, because yeah. I would say that while you guys are making the argument that they're melodic hardcore, um, I'd say that for them, like let's say they're influenced by propaganda. It goes Shai Halud and then, like down the line, Seven Angels, Seven Plagues, and Misery Signals are both looking to Shai Halud for influence. And mm-hmm. then bands like August Burns Red are looking oh. to Misery Signals for influence. Oh, so it's like yeah. down the line. Yeah, yeah, I think there's huge metalcore bands now that are like tried and true metalcore bands like August Burns Red, you know, who are like very much, you know, like modern metalcore, noty metal leaning metalcore that listen to shy halud okay you know and at I the mean, same time at the same time shy halud was probably taking influence from like punk bands and stuff like yeah, that so, yeah, no question yeah, yeah. all right uh a couple more here zabalba metalcore. Metalcore. yeah yeah metalcore patrick. i mean if different people they're a metal band yeah patrick yeah that's almost straight metal <laughs> that's almost yeah. straight metal yeah yeah, I'm calling that a metalcore band. Okay. VOD. Fuck. Tom, kick us I mean, off. One word answers, guys, and then deliberate. I mean, if it's hardcore or metalcore, it's metalcore. Okay. Yeah. If the, if those are our only options, I got to say the same. We're getting real binary. I know we need that. Yeah. 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 I, I'd say metalcore, but I mean, fucking butt rock core <laughs> you know yeah, I, mean, I think some of the early chains core you know fucking. Well, i mean they got pretty yeah but like the early stuff like was a huge influence on 18 visions and poison the well like you asked those dudes that's where they got that's that one's tough though because there's a there's a lot of hardcore in there too well there's, I, there's, I also think this conversation is nuts because if you asked me on any given day would i consider poison the well metalcore i'd probably say no what do you think they are What's that? What do you think they are? I think that that's also that like 
kind of melodic metal influenced hardcore, but I would not reach to metalcore. Metalcore to me, like there's just like it's like calling Snapcase metalcore. It's Yo, just okay, hold on, hold on. Look. It's really weird that you could hear the nerdy breakdown and not right, say or, metalcore. If if so if someone's got, if there's a breakdown that kind of sounds like digga digga dun digga digga dun, I'm like yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's worth noting that I became only can I was only able to be convinced that Norma Jean was metalcore the last couple of years. And if you had asked me before that, I would have said that's moshcore, one hundred percent. That is that is the funniest. I, you've said moshcore a couple of times on this podcast, and I have yet to understand it. So, <laughs> or, or, like, here's the thing: I think Patrick and Tom. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Tom, you and I and Isaac would probably all put what Patrick's defining as moshcore under the broad umbrella of metalcore. Yes. And yes. Patrick, I think you are separating that out as kind of this like third sibling. Yeah, I, I am. But I mean, for the purposes of this argument, I'll, I'll you, have you'll, to you'll defer. Okay. Uh, one King down. Metalcore. Yeah. If these are only options, then metalcore for sure. Metalcore. Okay. Okay. But would you, I mean, if there was another, if there was a third option. Uh, yeah. If it, listen, this is why <laughs> Bob and I get into it all the time because I think new school is a valid fucking genre tag. I, I, mean, I mean, here's the thing. If you said one King down, like I was expecting Patrick to go hardcore. If we're saying metallic hardcore no. counts, but length, length, length of song, yeah. metal, metal leads, yep. like, Fucking, there, there is hardcore in there is hardcore in there like they have sure. faster parts that are like skiing parts but like yeah. a, there's a lot of metal in that yeah band. i know, like a I, lot know. I think but i think i think there's a part of patrick's 16 year old basketball jersey wearing heart that's a little little bent on that uh, i love that I, listen i love metalcore i'm a zeo fan i like them yeah. even until they're whack records <laughs> yeah, I, I me and patrick me and patrick like living sacrifice yes. like you can't you can't come at no, us i think that the definitions are funny um twitching tongues metalcore Metalcore. Yeah, only options are metal or hardcore, or uh, metalcore or hardcore. One hundred percent metalcore. If there were, if it was an un, it was an ever expanding list of genres, what would you consider um, twitching tongues? There's something. There's there's a there's a heavy like there's a heavy world like like where life of agony and only living witness yep. like there's yeah. this yep. pain of stuff that and now there's a lot more contemporary stuff that that's apocalypse. Right, and there's all these bands that have taken kind of those cues, and and I, I, you know, that it is its different world, and it's like it's not even totally a core, but Twitching Tongues has a lot of you know a lot of metalcore and hardcore and that. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was I thought that was a fun one. Um, let's see, Marauder. I knew you were going to say it. Weird. Um, obvious metalcore. Okay. The progenitors of metalcore. Yeah, that's 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 that's, uh, that's metalcore for sure. <laughs> that, this is on our. That's what I call metalcore comp. Um, okay. <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to. Th- when pop punk bands do metalcore covers. Yeah. Um, Fall of Troy. Early November. Fall of Troy. I have no idea. I've never heard. Of <laughs> I don't mean either. I was trying to go for uh, uh, EVR uh, punch discs right there. Um, 
I feel like they're like noodly weird shit. I don't can I, know. Can I can I make a, a side note yeah, here? Please. Really yeah, really quick. Uh, another really interesting conversation to have. We were talking about we've been talking about metalcore this whole time, but the term post hardcore mm. is another crazy term that has so much loaded in it. You know, because it's like when you think of post hardcore, it's like okay, you might think like quicksand yep. and like Fugazi and stuff like that, but when I first heard the term post-hardcore, it was all bands that were in the like Seosin, Circa Survive. Sleeping like, with Sirens. Yeah, that's what I thought post-hardcore was for the longest time. And I think and that's so funny. That as well. yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's I, so funny. Isaac, I think that's post-Thursday, post-hardcore yes. is what that's called. That makes right, total right. sense, yeah. It's, it's a really, yeah, it's it's a whole thing, honestly. Um. I mean, I think, I think that's it. Do you have any other ones? Anybody want to throw out a name? Oh, okay. Refused. I mean, it depends on like when in their history. Well, uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tom, are you? I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. Go on. Thanks, Kanye. <laughs> um, no, they're metalcore. Good. Fuck it. Okay. Patrick. <laughs> um, they started as a metalcore group. Okay. Isaac. Then they became uh, uh, metalcore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. There's like a, it's like a lot of, when I think of refuse, I, I think of like alt rock jump up and down riffs. Yeah. Uh, they, this where, listen. Yeah. This is where I'm going. They started as an Earth Crisis clone, and I don't consider Earth Crisis metalcore except for the purpose of this conversation. So whatever Earth Crisis is, they are by virtue of the fact that they were just essentially a fucking overseas clone. However, then they became fucking uh, Burton Snowcore, uh, and that's how they ended their career. Hey, Pat, I'd rather be dead than have this conversation. I feel that. We should do – before we end, we should do some new bands too. Yeah, that's interesting. Let me throw some in here. Let me do one while we're because it'll give me time to figure it out. Uh, Snapcase. This is my Post point. Hardcore. This is my point. There's got to be a third category. That's that that that. I think I think or or metalcore. I think Snapcase falls into more post-hardcore than anything, in my opinion. But uh, you want to do uh, Pat? How about we do hardcore, metalcore, other for now? Okay. For, so, other. Cause you're saying other. you know, snap cases other yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, they're fucking helmet riffs with fucking deedle deedle over it. Yep. <laughs> Is there, Isaac, do you want to bring us the names? Here, I'll give you one. Um, uh, God's hate, metalcore, Troycore. Yeah, and I was going to bring up Stigmata, but I didn't want to put myself in a position. Um, uh, you know what? That's fucking tough, man. Because uh, God's hate to me doesn't sound like the. There's not a lot of metal in those song structures to me. There might be some metal riffs, but there's uh, the way that those songs go. I don't consider metal. It's um, hate breed and marauder. Yeah, yeah, is what it, I think. I think yeah, that that's actually literally. a really good analysis. It's it's it's. I mean, it, that's legitimately what it is. I mean, they did uh, an EP that's like five hate breed covers. Great songs. That's true. <laughs> I think it's. I think the the songs roll way different than both of those bands. Uh, certainly, way different than hate breed to me. Um, maybe a lot of Marauder though. Uh, okay. All right, metalcore. And Isaac, what did you say? 
Um, I'd say they're metalcore. Yeah. Uh, nails. Yeah, metalcore. Metalcore. Yeah, metalcore. That that gets into crusty territory. Yeah, might have been territory too. Um, full of hell. Metalcore. I mean, me- metalcore, but I mean, yeah, metalcore, metal now, but right metalcore. Vein. Metalcore. Metalcore, yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. I want to get some ones that kind of like. Okay, here's here's a midway eternal sleep. Uh, I mean, that to me is much closer to the dictionary definition of metal-influenced hardcore, but for the purpose of this conversation, I'll say metalcore. Interesting. Okay. No, I agree with Pat for yeah, once. I, I'm, I'm with that, too. Yeah. You, you, I, you know what I think? You know what I think? The, they're just slightly dialed their integrity to a little bit more metal. I think that the most interesting one that we were talking about i think it came up on the podcast last week was uh mind force is a very very interesting one. Oh, super all right isaac i'm isaac i'm gonna go pee while you please educate these guys because i got shouted down last time yeah okay so he was he was talking about um because patrick went for that they were metalcore or at least he was making that argument um and uh i think it's because I mean, and I, like I said, I've heard, you know, uh, 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 some stuff about, you know, the background of that band and where they came from and a bunch of those bands that were, you know, popping off when, you know, those dudes were younger. Um, But uh, I'd say that while Mind Force is, uh, you know, could definitely, should definitely be considered a a hardcore band because they definitely, they have a lot of New York and a lot of like bad brains and a lot of like that in their music, a lot of like, you know, fast punk shit. They also have the literal complete opposite of that. Like actual opposite. Like they have metal in metal guitars, metal structures. Yeah. Yeah. And and do and slow chugs and, like and, we're talking like stop stop go mosh parts stop go yeah. mosh parts we're talking like stop go mosh parts that like kids into warp tour metalcore could even be like yo like that's you know like that's fucking crazy you know I, like I, think, I hear shit I think they're so accessible because they it's do why they're that. one of the coolest bands yeah hundred you know? yeah. percent um and I think Tom probably this is where we talk about it. It's like, yo, it's, and and Isaac help us here. I think because the, their reference points for metal, I think they're referencing a lot of classic eighties metal thrash, like straight heavy, like Randy Rhodes, fucking Sabbath and and Iron Maiden shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think because they're pulling from that depth, as opposed to kind of like, all right, what is if we since I got you two and we'll get PK in when he does. I'm back. Oh, he's back. What if you Watch actually think there's one metal item? He definitely didn't. One metal band <laughs> that is the source for the metal in metalcore. What band is it? Slayer. Right. Yeah. Slayer. You think Slayer. that's it? That 100%. because Mind Force. Uh, yo, those dudes like Slayer. And I bet you could pull a few Slayer things, but they aren't the Slayer things that are the main source material for the metal and metalcore. Mind Force. Here's my, yeah. 
Mind Force is, is in my opinion, out of all the bands that say like, oh yeah, we're a bit of both, you know, like, oh, we got both ends of the spectrum. To me, Mind Force is, because it's not just that they have faster tempos, it's that they legitimately have like bad brain sounding parts. Yeah, bad brains sometimes. and like punk bad brain stuff. What were you going to say, Yeah, Tom? exactly. I think the only thing that makes them approaching a metalcore band is Mike being as insane at guitar as he is. I think there I think that yes and I think that he structurally especially when they start doing longer parts like there's a version of Mind Force and I think if you listen to Living Laser they did that a little bit their songs were a little shorter they they didn't have as many parts but Mind Force has parts you could take the song Excalibur and there's a version of that band where they cut off that solo and they don't have that the chuggy mosh part at the end, the like chunky, like stop, stop, stop. Mm. And I, I still like that song, but because Mike's uh, a, a music head and because of the leanings of the band, they put that stuff in there and it gives it so much flair and so much personality. Like that's one of the things that when we talk about like, yo, when, when there's a perfect marriage of punk and metal or hardcore and metal or metal and hardcore, like it's, it can be really good. And sometimes it's, it's fucking, you know, it's the, the mutated baby, but it's, 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 it's fun. Either way, Patrick, we, we came to a really, uh, amenable, uh, polite discourse and, and all concluded that you were still wrong. Very good. Good. Um, Uh, I, I have a couple that I'm thinking of that I think could be like controversial. Now you're talking some, to some elder statesmen. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no, you, no, you guys, you guys know these. Okay, uh, Cold World, hardcore, 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 and I would accept the uh, at a stretch. I would accept other, uh, yeah, but hardcore. Cool. Do Although you guys do you guys see where I'm going with that I though? Because yeah. there's a lot of metal in that. You know, those, you know? dudes, those dudes would would wear those things badges on there. I think the same things with like rise and fall with some of the gallopy, like the drum parts, like they do do more rhythmic stuff, but they never, they, they also almost always find their center. It's at a bouncy. Yeah. yeah. They get it's a bouncy. rhythm bounce. Yeah. Uh-oh. I mean, although we are thinking biohazard, we were saying like fury and biohazard were metalcore. Exactly. No? That's yeah, what I'm saying. Cold world bars more than a lot. They, that's, our, those, that's totally true. And it's, it's again. If, it's, in my opinion, if you're calling Biohazard metalcore, you have to call Cold World metalcore. Okay, it's close. Yeah. Okay. And in my opinion, or, or it's like, at, at least like you, you have to understand the argument. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, you have to at least understand the, the, argument. the argument. I see it. I think it's almost that they. Yeah, not to say there's a competency thing there, but it's like the the where biohazard comes to their center, like their center in their tempo and their drumming stuff is more progressive or more metal than where Cold Worlds is more more punk, to be honest. Like it gets galloped. Yeah. But yeah, but and I'd say I'd say safe. that too. Yeah. I would call them a, I would also call them a hardcore band for sure, but I wanted to bring that up. Yo, what about are, war they, what what about war hungry? Ooh. <laughs> Even better because they get they get some real chunky parts. Um, yeah, it's a hardcore band playing metal, so I'm calling them metalcore. Yep. Yeah, I say hardcore. 
but but it's yep. they play metal a lot and they have some heavy mosh parts um and they also get metal in the metal way so yeah okay good fucking uh i had one more what would you and this i'm just saying this because uh this has some overlap with the other ones but what would you guys call bad seed metalcore oh interesting so i would go hardcore yeah wait so uh, bob out of curiosity where do you put no warning then hardcore interesting Bad, no bad, bad, bad seed is bad seed is way more metal than yeah. uh, I don't no, uh, than it, no warning. I think yeah, can, I, can I be that. disrespectful for a second? Yeah, yeah it, I love that. Is it, is it not played well then? Because I I haven't listened to Bad Seed in a long time. But Bad I, Seed Bad Seed is played different. No, dude, Bad Seed is played so well that you could call it metalcore. <laughs> Is if if, yeah. if that's something like it's so technically proficient and so noty, you know, so all over the place, like on the fretboard guitar wise, that you could be like, oh, this this is metalcore yeah, just because of how complex it is. And, you know? and they were going for something that was chunky and very. That's that's one where the tempo really puts it into that. There's more thud and low end on that, like. If that band did an LP, it would have had to go big production, like metal, metal zone. Really? Yeah, you should listen yeah. to it again. There's, there's okay. a lot it's, less. It's, it's there's been, a lot more. Years, my memory, it was, it was post. Uh, no, no warning. You could see it there. I put it closer to you know like PAHC than NYHC in in template. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's really funny because I think Bad Seed still does have kind of a notorious thing, like. If you actually look at the roots, it's like, oh, Bad Seed, you mean that band with uh, the dude who played drums in, in Stick Together and then was also in Blacklisted for a record, uh, the, three quarters of Title Fight and that dude who was the second guitar player of Nails? Oh, okay. Just just that band. That's who played drums in that? Uh, yeah, Rifkin played drums. Oh, I didn't know that. Drums in Bad Seed. And Sabo was guitar, and then you had Jamie, Ned, and Shane from Title Fight. Right, right. I remember seeing them split a set with title fight at a 108 show, and I'm uh, there. You go. I think they got a lot of know that hard mosh parts. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, one last one for you guys. Every time I die. Oh, we've been over metalcore, this. metalcore, metalcore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, they are metalcore. Although at points in their career, you could maybe touch other. Yeah. Also, shout out because I think that they're right. goat goat tier band. <laughs> What's your? You guys did a tour with them, right? Or every two? time I die, record. Uh, I think every time I die in terror, as far as the way that people run their bands, are probably my biggest inspirations for. Oh, that's awesome. I, for sh- I can't speak to terror hundred percent, but I've seen I've toured with every time I die. I can say every time I die for sure. Yep, absolutely. What's your favorite every time What's I die? Record, Isaac. Um. That is very tough because I like a lot of them. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say that, to be honest, that first, um, it's not the first record, but I think Hot Damn probably takes the cake um, for me. Um, but it's hard because they have, uh, uh, they, they're they a pretty consistent band as far as all their stuff goes, as in like they've, their sounds say pretty consistent. I mean, they've they've obviously gotten way more, you know, like they got more rock, you know, For on sure. some of the later records, but they never lose what they had before. So, yeah. 
I don't, I don't. Pick it. You listen to that single? Uh, it's fucking insane. <laughs> it's fucking the second song, like the B side, what would be considered the B side of the single, is insane. Yeah, I, I don't like. Like I said, I know multiple people that could send me that record probably, and I know the band and I could ask them for it, but I'm literally holding back just because I'm such a fan that I want to hear it when it just like drops. Like fully done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just it, dude, Pat, you should really like I think you'd enjoy the lyrics. And he's he does some stuff that is akin to some of your stuff. Okay. Uh, like kind of like a has a there's a weird conversational tone to some parts of it. Uh a one of the more clever uh front men in aggression. Absolutely without question. Yeah. Yo, this was really fun. Isaac, you want to come back soon? Uh not three years. I'll do every one. Cool. I'll do every we're, one. We're 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 uh recruiting you back. Yeah, that pad, watch we're recruiting you back soon because no. maybe maybe you'll just do some Patreons. Uh, I would uh, love to be a part of it in any way, shape, or form. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Dude, thank you. Shout out to Knock Lo- Loose Inclination. Uh, everybody go pre-order that Colossus record this Friday. Do it. Thanks.